0: You got that rocker, MJ, in the house, otherwise known as Marty Jannetty. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking.
1: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are
3: live! Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated
1: match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is... Today Jason is here.
3: Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like.
1: And Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right?
0: Look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. At the same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for
1: the rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of year again. That's right, it's time for the 2021 Runnies. Please put your hands together for our host, Jason. Hi, Jason.
3: Oh, I was waiting for the applause.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And our (laughs) our cost. (laughs) So
0: what's up, happy runnies?
1: And of course, manning the main chair, Troy. Hi guys. And a special guest for this year's runnies. recognized as dr bruno tomas p h d welcome bruno
2: hello guys how are you
3: that stands for pretty hard dick
2: right oh <laughs> doesn't basically, it basically basically my dick is always hard <laughs> always hard right now
1: that's right ladies and gentlemen it is the 2021 runnies the rundown awards for the end of the year it is our final rundown of 2021 and of course we've got everybody here except adam (laughs) but uh we also have a couple of of our fans who have submitted uh, some answers for us as well uh that includes yete jackson fetus road solved racism uh, and a guy who's not a fan of our show because he never listens, Adam. So, uh, <laughs> we had, uh, this year was a year of changes for us. Obviously, we, we condensed our show uh, shows back down to one single show. We, um, you know, kind of got the gang all back together again and, and went back to kind of the four OGs uh, that matter. On the network, uh, myself, Jason, Sal, and Adam.
3: So, Speaking of which, at what point during this award show, do we do the in-memoriam section where we play a tribute <laughs> to like, John and Ginger and Jeff and let me, everybody uh, who's, who's no longer
1: with us? Let me just uh, uh, Google Sarah McLaughlin and then uh, I'll get that ready for the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have uh, a lot of different topics to talk about, uh, but the first thing we like to do is we like to blow ourselves in each other. So the first question in the first category was the favorite rundown hosts. Now, I continue to say that not only do we have the best hosts uh, of any podcast out there, but we have the best community as well, because here we've got Bruno right on the onset with us here, uh, a, a great fan, a great supporter of us. And, of course, the other three members of the show started as fans of the show. Jason, Sal, and myself were all fans of the show. I was a fan. I was oh, a well, listener. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was a listener. True. Very true. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other, other than, of course, Adam, who is the OG, the creator, uh, all of us started off listening to his ass. So uh, then we took over and kicked him out. So,
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say murder him and buried him in the back.
1: Yeah, I still love you,
0: Adam. Love <laughs> you. Actually, Adam has not been on the new reboot. That's just us. Post- we just piece together a bunch of Adam clips and just press a button when it's done. Yeah, any,
3: yeah, anyone who's ever listened to the show knows we don't put that much effort into editing yeah. well, but nice try. No,
1: nope, not at all. Uh, so I can say, um, the the other member of our team, uh, who isn't actually on the on the rundown ever, but is a member of our network, uh, my co-host Jason's wife Lisa, uh, wound up getting a couple votes. Uh, myself, Adam, and Jackson all listed her as our favorite rundown host. Uh, the Yeti, uh, which I'm at this point I have to assume is just Sal's alter account, said that Sal is his favorite host.
0: Yeah. And no, you know my alternate <laughs> account is
1: Tommy Maltesanzi. Come that's that's true, that's true. But he can't figure it out. Old... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Fetus Road said that I was his favorite host, so thank you. So, um, Jason, who's your favorite host, buddy?
3: I'm super boring here. I'm going to get my ass kicked if I don't pick my wife, so it's <laughs> Lisa.
1: There you go. Sal?
0: Well, ironically, my favorite host was going to be Adam, but since he didn't show up, it's Jason.
1: Eh. (laughs) Bruno, as the fan of the show, who was your favorite run-down host?
2: It was really difficult to pick. I could pick uh, Sal, but on the last prediction, (laughs) he'd get a conspiracy theory that I have multiple accounts And I don't know why.
0: Mix up the American accents. It was actually Adam who said that. I never said <laughs> that.
2: Um, I think Adam sometimes wants to see my penis. I don't know why. He does <laughs> that with everybody. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to feel special. I wanted to feel special. Um, J- I almost beat Jason at um, at one of the games. But since he beat me, it's, a, it's a kind of a difficult part for me to give him the, the rub. So I'm gonna give you the rub to you, Troy. Thank you, sir. Oh, you you <laughs> made you made him quit. <laughs>
1: yeah. He just he just threw down the headset and he walked
2: off. The... <laughs> this is this this, this this is great because now we have like <laughs> wow. Sorry.
0: Oh, that's a pretty little title you got there. Just
3: have to go grab, uh, you know, she's talking about me winning trivia and. Keeping the trivia championship, I figured.
0: Excuse me, are, are we saying that's on the line
1: in the next trivia challenge? <laughs> yeah, come and get it, Sal. Yeah, yeah. He's, going, luck. he's got a FedEx yeah. box there collecting dust, waiting for someone to beat him for it.
2: <laughs> I hope you pay international travels, Jason. I'm coming for that title. I <laughs> do.
0: But no, seriously, how much did come the for Impact the title, World title stay for cost? The <laughs> how much did it cost to get the Impact World title?
3: Oh, you'd have to ask Moose.
0: All
1: right. Uh, So, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into our first category Male WWE Worker of the Year. Um, So, Adam went with Roman Reigns. Jackson went with. With Roman Reigns. Fetus Rhodes went with Roman Reigns. Yete went with Seth Rollins. So Jason, who is your male WWE Worker of the Year?
3: I gotta be honest here, guys. Uh, For me, there really is no other choice but Roman Reigns. The guy just absolutely killed it in every way. Promos, in-ring... Uh, storytelling, compelling character. just He was the best of the best by far within that company for the year. Um, so, obviously,
2: Roman Reigns. And, um, Bruno? I have to agree with everybody and say Roman Reigns. I have to give some honorable mentions, honestly. Um, Mojo Rawley? <laughs> <laughs> and actually... Um, I believe it was Fierce Rose that, that said Seth Rollins, and I think uh, yeah. Seth Rollins had an amazing year. Yete. And the other guy that I... The Yeti, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Yete. And the other guy that I want to, to give a, a brief mention is actually Edge. I think Edge had one of the low-key greatest years of his career, even though he was a part-timer. The emotion that he puts on the promos, his, his match quality was through the roof this year, so I have to give him... Like, my not on this Ronny's. Sal, Sal is
3: still angry that he was at Wrestlemania, so. Taz was at Wrestlemania? I don't know. Sal, Sal didn't want Edge at Wrestlemania. Oh,
0: I, you know, I can't say my opinion has changed. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Bruno, go ahead. You were, you were, you were going on and on about Edge. <laughs> uh,
3: but, but, <laughs> this is why he says fuck you, Sal, just so you <laughs> Yeah. Remember this moment right here. You want why? You why is he coming after me? <laughs> well, there
2: you i, go. I <laughs> just fucking playing. Bruno knows that. But 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 actually I was one of the guys that didn't want him in the main of the WrestleMania this here, but I have I have to I have to take it, my hat off because the triple threat was amazing. The, the run on the Royal Rumble was amazing. His match with Roman was amazing. His feud with Rollins was amazing. He even gives me like an emotional um, boner grab to boner <laughs> to, a, to a feud with the fucking Miz. Come on. How could he? True. It's it's just amazing. It's just amazing.
1: All right. Salbert.
0: Uh, as, as has been said before, a man who stood head and shoulders above the rest. Roman Reigns. I mean, everything he did uh, was must-see TV, and I honestly, I, I knew he'd be a better bad guy. I never thought he had the, the charisma that he does when he's cutting those. Like, this makes sense. He doesn't need Paul Heyman. He can take a crowd, and he can just work the shit out of him it, to go in any direction he wants. He's I don't think said, he's always had on. that, but he's definitely developed it in spades this year.
3: Hold on. You just said this makes sense. He didn't doesn't need Paul Heyman. You don't actually think he actually is firing Paul Heyman,
0: right? No, I think it's a swerve. But okay. what I mean is originally we thought, Oh, put Paul Heyman with Roman so that he has a mouthpiece. Is has there been anybody better in promos this year than Roman?
1: Nope. If we if we would have been doing most improved, definitely. Roman would have probably yeah. won it hands down because I mean yeah, and, and last year, he, he was still... If we hadn't got rid of a
3: fun category like Best on the Mic, we might have been talking about Roman, too.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have disappointing <this> <laughs> uh, Troy face making the appearance on the run there now. It wouldn't be the year-end show if I didn't get to <laughs> at least once. That's yeah, true. Um, so- we still didn't have a fuck you cell, so fuck yourself. <sighs> there you cell. I know. I'm wounded.
0: Fuck, fuck you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> there we Just when I remembered that I was going to try not to swear this
1: episode. I'm gonna I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wear that. I use out. it too much
0: as a crutch. I'm gonna try not to swear
1: this episode. Fair. <laughs> All right.
3: Um, for the record, I am not going to commit to trying
1: not to swear. <laughs> no, me neither. That that Fuck is. neither. That. Yeah, that's never worked for me. Let's, let's <laughs> see, how
0: long, I wanna see I want to see. I want to challenge myself. I want to see how long it lasts. I'd probably give it about ten minutes. If
3: it goes more than four hours, consult a doctor. That's all. <clears throat> all right.
1: So it's it's 9:20 my time right now. So we'll we'll start the timer, and then the next, the second you swear, then we'll go into it. All right. Mail non WWE worker of the year, uh, Adam, the Yete uh fetus and jackson all went with the Wangman man adam page sal who is your male non-wb worker of the year
0: it was the Wang man for me adam page um i know he had that little brief uh you know absence for a good two months when when uh, his wife gave birth to their child but before that and after that um I enjoyed his work in every match he was in. I thought he worked well, despite who he was across the ring from. Like even the Brian Cage match, I thought was good. A double or nothing. And uh, obviously, you know, winning the title, it it was his year. And you, and I, I think he was the best uh, that you know AEW had to offer.
1: And your favorite part, of course, was him in uh in a um, marshmallow costume, right? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I just wanted to make
2: sure. <clears throat> Bruno. I'm just realizing that some of the picks I made originally were probably in the influence of drugs or alcohol <laughs> because I said Paul Heyman, I don't know why. but He works for WWE, so. Pick, <laughs> yeah. My real pick is Shingo Takagi uh, because there is no other um, worker besides uh, Roman. B- Probably Brian, even though these two last uh, big matches were a, a little bit disappointed for me. But on non WWE side, there is no other worker that was a workhorse like Shingon Takagi and actually put on his back an entire company when the company was in the shits. So I have to give it to him. <laughs> Fair.
0: Um, I have a question because I'm not. I don't know the answer to this. So, did Okada miss time this year, or was he still like doing his thing over there
2: in New Japan? It was still there, but but I believe that um, Shingo was head and shoulders above him this year. Okay, yeah, this um, year, this was Shingo and Osprey's year. Yeah. So. If and Osprey had like an injury that, right. get, that made him miss like two, uh, four or five months, yeah. and Shingo kept pushing and pushing, and and actually Shingo. He w- he was always like the guy that we. he was almost this generation's um, Shibata, so the guy that will probably never want to get the the major title, but because of this shit that happened to to Will, he finally had the, the big one, and I really ha- I'm really happy for him. And he was just absolutely imbe- unbelievable, and I'm really excited to see him again, so on Wrestle Kingdom next year. Fair enough. Will
1: Osprey and injuries uh, happen more often than WWE fires people. So that's uh, – yeah. <laughs> but I guess when you work that way, <laughs> you tend to get a couple of them. Uh, Jason.
3: So I, I might have cheated a little bit here. I might have used a small loophole to make this pick. Um, I would have loved to go with Hangman, but for some of the reasons that – Sal pointed out a lot of his matches this year, while good, were inconsequential, didn't really matter a ton, had too much comedy in them for me to put him as like my my best performer of the year. So and I know it's going to be weird given what I'm about to do. Um, So my favorite male non WWE worker of the year is actually Adam Cole, who made most of his great matches in WWE, but is not currently employed there. Um, But when you look back through this year, some of the stuff he did, particularly the the Kyle O'Reilly feud, um, his NXT stuff was just off the charts good this year. Um, And he was there way more of the year than he was in AEW. But, you know, I'm using the loophole, so I'm going to put it on. I I really struggled to think of somebody to put it on, um, you know, because there was just too many warts for me with some of the other options in Omega and Page, etc., Um,
1: so, you know, I want a call, uh, judges. Can, can we accept that answer? Okay. All right. I think we're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, gosh, this, this was difficult because, um, there will never be somebody in impact that will make this, (laughs) that will win this category for me.
3: (laughs) I don't know. I, <clears throat> I I would have loved to say Josh Alexander. I really was. I would was just have.
0: gonna say, was he close before Moose took that title right off? His, his he,
3: he, he was close for me. He really was because the way he ascended through that company, mm-hmm. from you know tag team guy only to dominating the X division and putting that X division sort of back on the map a little bit, um, and then parlaying that into winning the Impact title, bringing it back for the company, mm-hmm. but. What they've done with him
1: since then is just
3: ruined it. They, they haven't struck while the iron was hot. With yeah, him.
1: Scott Tamar and bad booking. Name a fucking better duo.
3: Um, <clears throat> yeah. So Don Callis and sexual assault.
1: Yeah, that I, I said better. <laughs> Nikon
2: Nikon and firing. Eh, I'll,
1: oh. I'll give you that one. Um, I, I I guess to me I couldn't go with Wangman because a lot of what he did today or did this year. Was just flounder around. Um, I like him. But that was part of two years of storytelling. Yeah, you, you can you can spin it any way you want to. It doesn't make it real. Um, <laughs> it, it just just by default, I had to go with Kenny Omega just because of the fact that he did have the the long title run. Um, he did. It was I, shitty. I, it was really Yeah, shitty. it was shitty. He had he had like three good matches during that that entire run and he did a bunch of comedy shit and stuff like that. But considering the other people out there, yeah. It was it wasn't an easy choice for me because I did want to go with Adam because I do like him. And, you know, he's he's kind of the crown achievement, but it's like every single person in AEW that has started to kind of make a name for themselves and be pushed forward instantly gets kind of shuffled back again. So I'm very concerned about Hamman Page at this point.
0: Well, so here's the thing. So, uh, given what you just said, Troy, right? Like that's kind of what did it for me because I was I was also struggling with this one, but I was like, well, he did what all we could have asked was him win the title, and he did, and he and that was the last pay per view of the year. So for 2021, like I don't know what it, I don't have faith of what it's going to turn out, but you know, if I take it in a in a calendar year. That's why I wanted to Hangman. I wanted him in that belt.
3: If if we were judging off the last two months, I think it may have a much easier time for me at least picking Adam Page. Yeah, but there I, was I, I understand
0: that. I there understand
3: was that. so much non-high-level stuff throughout the year that you know <laughs> stop-start and
0: ironically, that's exactly why I didn't pick Kenny because I'm like I just there was so much garbage yeah. in the middle of everything, and that's why
3: I couldn't pick either of them,
1: and I had yeah. to find a loophole to get around it. So
0: yeah, I mean. <sighs>
1: What did Adam Page do at the beginning of the year? Nothing. You know,
0: he won a bunch of money from Matt Hardy at Yeah, uh, that
1: was it, man. Like WWE Revolution. He had he had a bunch of matches that didn't really matter at all and you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't until October that he started that they started to heat him up again for uh, the world title. So yeah, that's that's why I just I just couldn't go with him because I had to look at it throughout the year and, and throughout the year he was shit until the last two months. So.
0: Well, he was heated up in July when we originally thought he was going to get the title shot.
2: True. And then he had the baby and had to... Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then that and all fell to, take to shit and they went with Christian at All sure. Out instead. But I still thought he put in good work in, those, in that summer. You know what
2: I mean? I, I really think that A W and Tony Khan was trying to do like a a 92 situation with with Eggman that really was kind of shitty and and um, the difference between what happened to naito and what happened to to uh, with hangman is that in the period that naito was not on the title picture he was chasing something else he was doing something else he had another feud he had the 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 icy title reign and, and and hangman was like in the middle of shitty feuds with matt hardy and all that and really was a detriment to, to the character of, of Hangman that was really was really trying to to basically a cataclysm that happened in the first pay per view for May that ended on the what what was the last one? I'm sorry, I don't remember the name gear. full gear. But um, this 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 like six months until like they start to read hit him was like un- without any consequences. It was like just it was just there winning matches on dark, just like Daniel Bryan. Um, in other words. But that's the problem. <clears throat> like no one is special, no one is like everybody's like just there and then I'll they simplify pick-
0: it for you. Tony Khan doesn't know how to book. Book of the year. There's talented, <laughs> There's talented people in that company.
2: Two years right He on. doesn't know. I agree. I fucking agree with yourself. I fucking agree. And that is the biggest problem of that company. Like, it, uh, uh, right, one
3: I think like we're going to have a lot of time to talk about problems with that company as we go through the list, but we're still on the first topic here. So. Oh, true.
1: Um, I will say uh, welcome, Astro, to the chat. Uh, and... Uh, Oh, yeah, KT sure. says that uh, we should have had the favorite rundown gimmick. And he says, disapproving face. what did Marty post rate that dick? Talk about money left on the table. Hey, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. I'm
2: oh, sorry for rate that. Nice. Me too. It's or fuck good. yourself. But, uh,
1: it is the rundown, so whenever we talk about the best, we also got to talk about the worst. So... Worst WWE male of the year. Uh, so Adam left it blank, so I'm assuming he's going with Finn Balor. Uh, <clears throat> Yate went with Vince McMahon. Fair. <laughs> uh, Fetus went with Dominic Mysterio. Fair. Jackson went with Jinder Mahal. Fair. Uh, I went with Madcap Moss, which I would also say is fair. Sal. <laughs> so, who is your worst WWE male wrestler or performer of the year?
0: I tried everything in my power not to pick this person because I didn't want to get shit for it, but it was Goldberg. There was nothing he <laughs> did that was interesting to me this year. Not when he beat up, uh, not when Lashley beat up his son. It just the whole thing, the whole fucking year with him. I, I if I if there was a delete option on my DVI, I would just delete him.
1: All right, Jason.
3: Uh, I think I missed this up because when it said worst WWE mail of the year, i put all the pink slips Tony Constant oh, people.
1: Oh, well, no, those were text messages, so technically not mail. Oh. <laughs> uh, um,
3: no, I went with a guy who did nothing during the year despite having a ton of TV time. Uh, perhaps nobody fell more in terms of interest and gimmick uh, perception and enjoyment, at least for me, than this guy. Then they filmed a bunch of vignettes for sort of a repackage that never happened. I went with Elias. Yeah.
2: Oh, he still yes yeah like yeah who <laughs> yeah. hmm. <Yeah>. oh, no. <laughs> uh Bruno with the company most of the year and I really don't like him I never did um especially with this new the last gimmick that he had, he was like the third member of the War Raiders. So I have to go with Karrion Cross. Ah, fair again, very fair. This is this is the thing that
1: uh, it, it it's, it's a bummer, but our, our worst topics were the easiest ones to pick because there was just like it's mm-hmm. like well shit, there's like 42 people I can think about at the top of my head that I could, <laughs> that I could give this to. Um.
3: What is, Bruno, what is your uh, what is the translation of your Twitch handle there?
2: Uh, the guy that says things. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how do you how do you pronounce that? O gajo que diz coisas.
1: Mush, much 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 much. Got it. Okay. This <laughs> is where Bobby Heenan goes. God bless you. Because he's racist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a time when.
1: Racism <laughs> it enough. was a, yeah. look. It was a time when those people weren't people. All right. So it was okay. <laughs>
0: You have to remember there was a point where Archie Bunker was like the number one hit. Right. Or all no, the no. Was like the number one hit. On His TV.
1: wife was the number one hit. <laughs> all <for the> love. <laughs> old
0: love. Old man on.
1: jokes. <laughs> da, 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 old man jokes. Yeah. Worst. Yeah. Worst male non WWE performer of the year again. Just a, a plethora of people that you could choose from in this one. Uh, but let's start with uh, Jason.
3: This was a hard one for me, actually, because there are a lot of options, but a lot of them have at least some redeeming qualities. Um, so here's the one. I, I had to find somebody who, to me, had no redeeming qualities. And I say this as a to me, because I know there are some people who very much dig this person, who are really into them. Um, but for me, finally, and I had I was familiar, but finally seeing this person on a national stage, to me... Exposed to the world, I hopefully, but I have had this opinion of this person. Uh, I went with Nick Gage, uh, so I find nothing incredible about his performance. I find like, and, and I understand, I understand there are people who are in death matches, uh, but just not for me. Never has been, and I don't even find him compelling as a character. So uh, my second, my second place, the other one I was, I was back and forth with was Matt Hardy because I can't get into a single thing he's done in AEW.
1: So. I was, uh, I was honestly going to pick Nick Gage. But then I was like, hey, he was only in there for two weeks, so I feel like there's other people that were more consistently annoying to me.
3: But he's he's also sucked outside of AEW, and this was an all non WWE. Oh, for sure,
1: episode. yeah. But I don't watch GCW or any shit like that, so so that's why I just I'm I don't know the rest of his body of work. I don't need to, don't want to.
3: <laughs> I, I I don't have to watch GCW. I, I saw fucking Cardona's Twitter after that match, so yeah. I already know that I what happened there. So.
1: So the most consistently annoying prick to me is Orange Cassidy. Every, everything this motherfucker does just takes away from everyone else that's in the ring. I, I don't like his shtick. I don't think it's particularly funny. I think uh, the the most egregious... Match was the, the the was it the the fucking reverse Royal Rumble match or whatever the fuck that was, the the contenders match that he had. Where it was like everyone else is doing all these fucking great moves and you got Pac like getting paralyzed off the top of the ladder and stuff like that. And there's Orange Cast, and you're just like, every fucking time this motherfucker comes on my screen, I'm just like, uh oh. Uh oh.
3: <laughs> so I I can I can sympathize with that take. Mm-hmm. I can. Like I said, to me, the people that I was considering, I I had trouble because I found a lot of redeeming qualities. What I will say for Orange Cassidy. First off, the guy can actually wrestle mm-hmm. really well yeah. if he wants to. Okay, but over and above that, he has found a way to be original in a sport that does not lend itself to originality anymore. So I give him props for that. That's why I didn't put it yeah. in that point. But uh, I understand your, your yeah.
1: take, too. Adam says Tony Khan. Yep, that will work, too. <laughs> uh, uh, Sal?
0: I mean, in a sense... Jeez, yes! uh, you scared me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> in in a sense, Tony
1: Khan is a performer. That's what the t- category is. In a...
0: In a, in a loser. I mean, I wouldn't call him a talent, but okay, whatever. So yeah, he's. You you,
3: you said you're gonna be him, and you didn't you didn't beat It was somebody else. And you, you're gonna fight him on dynamite. You're gonna fight him on dynamite on dynamite. You're gonna fight him, and if you Success. Lose, you, you get a title, on
2: dynamite, six days. <laughs> it's like a no, it's like a no charisma Eric Bischoff kind of. He situation. definitely wouldn't make it to any. Uh,
0: yeah,
3: Eric Bischoff could cut a promo.
2: He wouldn't make no, it. In he's any a any no, he's no
0: charisma. Eric Bischoff. Bischoff. Okay, so for me. The worst non-WB performer of the year uh, is a guy who who fought Nick Gage on Dynamite. He fought Orange Cassidy in a gimmick match where you throw somebody into a pool of champagne. And uh, he was junk, and that was Jericho. And the whole fucking labors of Jericho, the whole thing with MJF, the whole if I lose to MJF. I'm Dude, get off my screen for good. Please. And Spoiler and then alert. he made it worse. He went on commentary and was like, I could be bad at this too.
3: Yep. Spoiler alert. Had we done the worst angle of the year, like we have done in the past, it's always a fun category, um, I would have selected. How about
1: you set it up next year? <laughs> <part of it. laughs>
0: That's fair because he did say everybody look at this and tell me if there's anything you want to add.
1: Yep. Yeah, he made that joke. But J- uh, Jason is is a busy man. He does have like 14 jobs, so I understand.
3: Yeah, the, uh, the trials of Jericho would have been my pick had we True. done that this year. Uh,
1: the Yet like, the yet- went with Chris Jericho, so he agrees with you. He or she or they, sorry. Uh, Jackson went with Cody because fuck him. Reading it, reading it word for word, so make of that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh feed us what with the moose. Uh Bruno
2: So my official pick according to what I put in on the on the site was Dico Loco, but my real pick is Marco Stunt. Can anyone please like paralyze this kid putting like in a in a hospital and never wrestle again? what the fuck is Marco Remember Stunt on my screen? He wrestled? I thought about him too, but that was the other thing. Like I can't even remember the last time I actually saw him fucking wrestle. But that's the problem. It's like it's in my brain like a gum, you know. Every time that I see Marcus, I hate him so much. I hate him so much to 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 a point that I really wish that Brock Lesnar made his debut on AEW and just suplexed him until he's completely unconscious. I'm really sorry, but I really hate Marcus. Stop. <sighs> I'm
1: better now. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, Marco appeared four months ago on Dark Elevation, and he had quite a few matches uh, on AEW this year.
3: I, I saw it on TV.
1: Oh. Uh, St. <laughs> um, Patrick's Day Slam. <laughs> at, so February. Uh, February.
0: March. Yeah.
3: St. Patrick's Day March. Oh, yeah. Pa- no. Valentine's Day,
1: uh St. Day. so he was he was on on the, that March episode, and then he was on Crossroads uh, a week before that, and he was on New Year's Smash. Uh so he's had he's had three. Unfortunately, did not get. No, shot. he's had, he's had three television matches, and that's three too many.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, he did something more recently because I remember Matt Hardy dropping him on his head, and me dying laughing about that. Like, he pulled him from the apron, and just, you heard just splat. It must have been some type of a tag match. It was definitely within the past, I mean, not recent, recent, but, like, September?
3: Now, if we had done a fun category like Boston He might not have year. been
0: in the match. He might not have been in the... He might have just been at ringside, but he got dropped in his head. covered my nipples like that.
2: Is this become became a, a gay porno stuff or something like that? Because I was like distracting, I mean, talking to no, Astro and then when no, I saw it was I like mean, Troy I, doing I, this,
3: I feel like most of our shows are just one step
1: away <laughs> yeah. anyway. I mean, I never wear
2: pants. So, you know, I, I'm still I'm still waiting for that for, for that segment that you promised Troy that was like. Is this to or do you think they? Oh, I need. I needed Adam to provide me with both,
1: and he provided me with neither. So, come
2: on, Adam.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, in his defense, he asked you to make the gay porn with right, him.
1: That's true. That's true. And I, my flight is next week, so you know. Uh, I had to get that yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, you got to be fully vaccinated if you want to travel, you know, to uh, to Boston, because otherwise, you're just gonna step off the plane and be like, I got COVID. <laughs> I mean, I would have already had it just by stepping outside in Wisconsin in the first place, but, you know, I would have double-got it.
3: Just, bring there, yeah, I'll
1: just, I'll just fucking trick that down. Alright, uh, female WWE worker of the year. We have the Yeti with Bianca Belair, Jackson with Bianca Belair, And uh, uh, there it is. We have <laughs> Fetus Rhodes with Charlotte Flair, Adam with Mandy Rose, myself with Rhea Ripley, Bruno. Who was your female WWE worker of the year?
2: I was not a fan of her the first time I saw her on NXT. And I still think she needs a haircut, but I have to go with Bianca Belair. The the match on WrestleMania, um, and I know that the the title run was a little bit hit and miss, but then the feud with with Sasha, with, um, Sasha and um,
3: Becky
2: and Becky was really amazing. So I have to put her on the top of my list. Fair, Jason.
3: Um. I went with somebody a little bit different. I mean, we've given this person a hard time in the past, but I sort of feel like this year they sort of reinvented themselves a little bit, sort of had a career renaissance, uh, captured a first championship in a very long time, uh, put forth solid effort in the ring every time out. So I went with Natalia. <laughs> 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 Even I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Uh, no, I went with Bianca Belair. For I mean. You go back, like, just from the start of the Royal Rumble, it was just, it was clear, pretty clear her year, uh, and they gave her the big feet of strength spot um, last week on Raw. I don't know how many of you caught that, but I've already heard the, it's this generation's, you know, Hulk slamming Andre, so, um, you know, I, I got to give it up to, to Bianca, and I there are women on the roster I like more, but I can't argue with uh, her having the best Fair year.
2: Here, go guy.
3: Yeah. My turn.
2: So. Don't
3: steal my Natalia idea, bitch.
0: Uh, um, you know, you, you take a look at this category and you instantly think of the Forest Women, right? But Becky missed half the year. There were large chunks of, of, of the year that Sasha missed. And Charlotte probably had one of the most underwhelming years of her career.
1: Yeah, it's Bianca for me. I feel like you wrote that. I feel she like you was, wrote that before the rest of us gave our answers because only one person said any of the four horse women for their <laughs> opening of the year.
0: No, I mean, but typically those, you know, you can make a case every year that those four are always in the conversation. Sure. Um, but no, it was Bianca's year, and and Jason's point, huge pop when she dropped the drop with the uh, uh, fucking um K O D.
1: Fair enough. Okay. Um, so that is to our female non-WWE worker of the year. Uh, Sal, why don't you go ahead first?
0: Now, I'm uh, admittedly not familiar with many female workers outside of AEW. I know there's probably a lot of good ones when I used to Listen to Reach for the Stardom, it definitely sounded like there was some really talented people over there. I haven't had the chance to watch any of that. So judging only by what I can you know judge by what I saw, then to me it's Britt Baker. I thought she had the best share out of any female I saw outside of WWE.
1: Okay. Uh Jason.
3: Some people will make the case for Diana Perrazzo. They'd be wrong. I'd, be, I'd Well, I'd be hard-pressed to argue with it when you look at what she did. I mean, she dominated Impact for the entirety of the year pretty much. She went down to Mexico, captured the championship there. She just made an appearance on the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, set herself up for a match for that title, although I don't know what they're, how they're going to do that since their champion is trying out for them to be. But, um. So I think she'd be a very legitimate choice if somebody were to make that choice. Um, but for me, when I look at the performance, I, I give extra points for big stage performance. When a guy puts up great numbers in a regular season and then chokes in the playoffs to me, that's, you know, I, that, that takes away from it. The guys that step up bigger in the playoffs to me and the, in the championship games, those are the guys I want. Uh, and, to that degree we're talking about performing on a national stage with the largest audience possible and to me like Sal said nobody's done it like Britt Baker has uh, her in ring has improved dramatically from when she first got there um, but her her promos her character work uh, even the subtle little things she does when she's a manager at ringside sell stories sell angles uh, she, she is as close to a complete package as that company has in a female division yeah.
1: Uh, Yete and Jackson also
2: went with Britt Baker. Uh, Bruno. So continue my stupid. I was drunk doing the predictions thing. I put it Caleb Braxton. I don't know why, but Interesting. <laughs> um, I'm really turned up. Um, I, I think since everyone was picking um, Britt Baker. I decided to okay. give it to the to the person that I believe she have to lose a title to, and that is Cinder Rosa. She was not as featured on AWS as she might have been. I don't know why, but um, she had a really interesting year on um, GCW. I think it's the name of the company, and um, and she, for me, she is way more talented in the ring than 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 Brit In See, my opinion. I w-
3: I wanted to take Rosa. I really did. But you look at the body of her year. She went to Impact. She lost to Deanna Purrazzo. She then was basically a punching bag for most of the year on AEW after the Britt Baker feud, included losing clean to Jade Cargill, who's had four matches in her fucking career. Um, so I just I couldn't go with Rosa. I'm hoping this time next year we're having a completely different conversation
2: about her. But. And that, and I just went went with her because everyone was saying bridge, so I decided to yeah, I think uh, she, she deserved it to, to I mean you actually it. picked
0: Kayla Braxton.
2: It's okay.
3: We'll, it well that was when he thought it was best best female twerker <laughs> of the year.
1: Ah that was the which to be fair. For sure. Uh, Adam and Fetus both went with both went with Thunder Rosa. Um I went with Utami Hayashishita. Uh she held the World Yes. Bless you. She held, a, held the held the World of Stardom Championship for the entire calendar year. Um and continued yeah. to to show that she is the star that they were hoping for. Um she's continues to have amazing matches, her feuds have been been really good too. Um and it's now gotten to the point where she started this title reign in November as a like, oh, wow, okay, I I guess they're going with Utami, and now it's is there anybody on the roster that can beat her for that title? So she is, she's made a believer out of every single person that watches stardom and just been great. So, uh, then that brings us to our worst female WWE performer of the year. And, ugh, yeah, sorry, but for me, it's Carmella. She, she's still just okay in the ring. But even that, like I just she's fallen so far in in my eyes of, of being entertaining to me that uh, she just has she just has kind of go away heat with me at this point. I'm j i just don't want to fucking see her anymore. And the whole like Phantom of the Opera mask thing is dumb too. <clears throat> um Bruno, who do you got for worst female WWE performer of the year? Two
2: Twowards even <laughs> that's Jason's gonna fight you. Man, I just hate everything about it. I thought she was just going to be a manager, but she decided to go in the ring. And it was as terrible as once before. <laughs> and, and I don't know what was the thing about the drop stuff, but it was just absolutely terrible. She didn't bring anything great to the product, so she's my pick. And we cannot forget, she had a fuse with a fucking doll. And that was the was the highlight of her second run in the WWE. All right.
3: Allow me to allow me to. Well, allow me that. to retort. <laughs> allow me to just say that nothing tells me that somebody's doing the job they're supposed to do more than getting smart wrestling internet fans to fall for the gimmick. Yeah. That's
0: all. I know, but. <laughs> she didn't
2: do anything. Said,
3: oh, it, it, it happens to Sal, too, sometimes. We've, we've covered that on the show. So
2: It was just really terrible. Come on.
3: It was, it was like... supposed to be, though. Mm. That was the point. The point was to bring did, did, did anyone really think that Eva Marie was coming back to have five-star classics? Uh, I don't know. But that, but she, she was coming back next? to capitalize on the go heat.
1: Can I go next? If you must.
3: I think it's
0: my turn, but whatever. Well, I mean, usually Troy switches it up, but um, uh, no, my worst female WWE performer of the year was Eva Marie, and not Thank because you, not because I hate her. Oh, she's such a heel! No, for all the hype of Vince bringing her back, she didn't improve at all. In and, and I'm talking you about even fight, talking. Cunt. You fight, cunt? <laughs> to the point where Vince was like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Two months later, release her. That's how inconsequential she was. So don't give me that shit that she did her job because she'd still have a job if she did. Okay.
3: Don't give me that shit that you know what you're talking about because she asked for her release to go do more movies. What the fuck, dude? She sucked. She. Second she of all, second of all, you're again, you digit- you're. you're you're working yourself here Sal oh my God do you think do you believe that Vince put together those fucking packages thinking she's gonna deliver in ring on the standards I'm setting No, those packages were designed. To get the exact
0: reaction that you what are having reaction? right now, she got no reaction. She was at the eight o'clock hour fighting that's a doll. Not true.
3: She,
0: she wasn't fighting heat. Charlotte. She wasn't fighting Sasha. Dude, she was nothing. That's
3: not her level. That was exactly. never the intent exactly. with her. Exactly.
0: She was c level at best, and it Which was just what of she time. was supposed to be. He didn't bring her back. C to be
1: is a for cock, time,
2: and that's what c she brought. is for cock. Can I? Can... Can I just uh, say a, a brief, a brief yeah. thing? My non WWE feud of the year: EJson versus Paul. <laughs> Fair. Yeah,
3: you know, you know, I gotta tell you, they made a big deal about that James Ellsworth guy, but he never won the WWE championship, Dude, so he's he fucking Ford,
0: letdown. In a fucking program with AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah, and he never won. So what Marines exactly? Oh, she fought. She fought a doll. Riveting stuff, man. Riveting.
1: I love you,
3: Sal. i TV. Jason, uh, who? So, so <laughs> you have you have no you didn't enjoy Alexa Bliss at all this year, right?
1: Not when she f- the doll
0: into it. She went right down. In fact, we'll we'll talk about the doll a little bit later in another
3: story. okay, you're you're 100 full of shit because I remember talking to you on shows about Alexa when she first made the character. But anyway, anyway, going forward, let's forget about. Oh, let's let's move past it. Um. Y'all are forgetting that the, for the majority of this year, Nia Jax was still employed. That's the answer, and there's not much fucking wiggle room there. I mean, she almost Wait. killed several people. <laughs> she Wait had, a minute. Now, now, here's a woman who was designed to be put on the level of the four horsewomen. That was where they saw her when they brought her in, because she's this big, badass, bruising chick. She's going to be the one that goes out and throws them all around and ragdolls them and blah, blah, blah. That's the woman that was supposed to be on that level who couldn't get to that level in the ring. Sure. That's the one you're looking at. And by the way, if she had wrestled more during the year, it would have been Lash Legend because that debut match was fucking
0: ass cheeks. But
3: Ooh. anyway, Lash Legend.
0: Yeah, uh, it's an I, NXT person. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're better off. Yeah, um, exactly. That, <laughs> but you counted Adam Cole as... That's non WWE so I didn't think Naya counted because she's not with the company anymore.
3: She only got fired what a month ago.
0: Alright, fair.
3: She's she not like most of
0: I didn't think of because 'cause I'm like, no, she's
1: yeah, fired. She didn't
0: count.
3: So enough. is Eva Marie. She got fired at the same time Naya did, yes, and she... Eva Marie was there last you're, time. Your
1: right, you your worst male was Goldberg and he's been in three matches this year, so <laughs> <laughs> He signed for like the next Doesn't time. matter. You still put him as as your worst, and he was in less matches than Nia Jax was. To be fair, Adam also said Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Fetus Rhodes said Zia Lee. Uh, Jackson went with Natalia. Thank you, Jackson. Uh, and Yete went with Dana Brooke. All, all right. Again, all uh, that this is this is the problem with this show is that there's so much but suck out there that it makes it easy to do <laughs> to do the worst categories. The best ones you're just like scratch your head like ah, I think I kind of liked this, <laughs> uh, which of course then will take us to our worst female non-WB worker of the year. Uh, and because I want to see another fight, Sal so, go first. <laughs> Brandy Brandy really, Rose. She
0: didn't wrestle this year. It's, no, she did. She did. Oh, she was in that match um, early in the year against fucking Red Velvet. Uh, dude, no.
2: She she was. Since you were like the AEW guy, wasn't she pregnant on that match already? Yes.
0: Remember Troy? You called that. You called her out for that for wrestling. Yeah, that was like right.
2: January. She wrestled one match. That was this like year
0: April. That was like April, but that's okay. Uh, and she's back now, and she's not pregnant anymore. So yes, she's the worst one. She hasn't and,
1: wrestled since she's uh, back. No, uh, Sally, you're you're completely wrong. She she has wrestled Dark and Dark both taped uh, on the third of this month. She, the The last match that she had when she was pregnant was back in October of 2020. So she's actually been gone up until the till last month. I'm looking at um
3: Your opinion I'm looking at a cage match,
1: so just 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 so you know, I'm taking taking their word for it and, and I believe that that she, because she was out ten months and she just came back two months ago, so that would make it the timeline, right? But yeah, no, she's she's been gone all year. Doesn't mean that she's not still a, a worthy person because Jackson also went with Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> just her sheer presence. Uh I was
0: going to think just up in that match at the end was enough to win more yeah
1: NBA. Uh here. Fetus Rhodes went with Jade Cargill. Uh, again. Yep. Uh, Yete went with Tay Conti, which is hilarious because they, they rhyme. Uh, <laughs> Adam went with Abaddon. Abaddon! Uh, I, yeah. because I not only watched her in AEW, but also watched her in stardom. I went with Amy Sakura, because I fucking hate Amy Sakura. <laughs> uh, Jason? Nice. She sucks. So so the interesting thing about these awards is that
3: the, we also sort have of define our own parameters for what we qualify. So my initial reaction to this was Julia Hart. But then I talked myself out of it by saying she really hasn't wrestled enough for me to say that she was the worst of the year when so many other bad performers have wrestled and done so much more frequently um so i went with somebody who i don't understand why all of a the sudden they can't wrestle similar to the conversation we've had with leva bates where she used to be able to wrestle and now she can't but i don't know that there was any female who sucked on AEW television this year more than the bunny and continued to get more more matches every single week and continues to be on tv all the time um I don't know who Butcher, Blade, and Bunny are fucking to maintain the high level that they have in this company while so many more talented and experienced performers are left on dark and dark elevation. But it's, it's her for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a hard one to, to argue with, too, because both me and you remember her... Being able to wrestle at one point yeah. in time, yeah.
3: Oh, she was great in Smash Wrestling. She was
1: great in Smash Wrestling.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um,
1: all right, uh, Bruno.
2: I realized finally what happened when I put this pics is that I don't know how to read because I read words Female Female WWE non-worker, oh. female. so I put it Denise Salcedo because fuck Denise Alcedo. But you know Alcedo. what?
1: She she technically what? also did show up and did commentary for uh, for another uh, company. so she does actually count because she's been like in angles and stuff like that in other companies. So
2: <laughs> my 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 choice is the what AW considered the most difficult challenger of dr Britt baker dmd and that is ty Conti. what the fuck and and actually this i was absolutely blown away that brit led her to a fucking pile driver do you want to be crippled brit you want to keep like a, a a a neck like i don't know stone cold steve austin or daniel bryan don't let an experienced worker do a fucking pile driver on the fucking biggest star of the division. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Fair. All right. Um,
0: Fans, I don't think anybody has ever been to the level of of uh, opponent that Tay Conti is to Britt tonight.
2: Yeah, she because see. she left her in like a fucking awful match. So it's normal that he is like the most difficult match he ever done because she have to have a, a match with someone that is worse than a broom. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Tycanti. <laughs> and fuck uh, who, who, who is the, the guy that she's, she's she's
0: fucking
2: Sammy? Ah, uh, uh, Sammy.
3: Fuck Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I think
1: i uh I, I threw on the old closed caption for for astro uh and it is it is just as amazing as you remember it being before <laughs> how bad skype's closed captioning is so uh
3: is it is it worse than Google translate used to be on sales
1: yeah South? Uh, i haven't seen any errant and words yet but it's
0: uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so our next topic is the best book to WWE title. Does anyone not have the Universal title for this?
2: I have 24/7. <laughs> yeah,
1: it 24-7. Yeah, just sweep that category. It's the Universal title. Uh, yeah. But the best or the worst book to WWE title sorry, I almost skipped ahead. That we might have a, a little dissension in the ranks on this one. Uh Bruno. What is your worst booked WWE title?
2: Honestly, is the IC title. <laughs> Once again, Shinsuke Nakamura wins the championship and basically does any, basically does nothing with the title. He has the title for like I don't know four months, five months. So basically, it's like the longest reigning champion of this of this category. And I could easily put like the. The tag titles, the women's tag titles, but it would be too easy for me. So, the Intercontinental title for me is my favorite. Fair enough. Uh,
1: I also agree with you on it being the VIC IC belt, uh, which is a shame because that used to be my favorite belt. Um, you know, back when it was, you know, Steve Austin and The Rock kind of trading it back and forth before it got chucked in the river. And you know, even the even the days when they brought back the classic belt and things like that, I it's always had a special spot for for the IC belt, and it's just yeah, just not not great anymore. Uh, Adam and Fetus went with the women's tag team championships. Sal, what do you got?
0: Uh, for me, it was the IC title, same as you guys had said. Uh, I couldn't even remember what the IC title match at Mania was. Took I had to look it up. That's how that's how insignificant that belts. And 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 for anybody who doesn't remember, and I don't blame you, um, it was um, some type of match with Apollo Cruz where it was there a were, Nigerian uh, drums Nigerian
1: drum match. Drum. Match. That's
0: what it was called. I, I apologize. I didn't remember the name of the match, but uh, and yeah, with
2: used drums.
0: It was yeah, and they didn't even use them. It was just that's your IC title. It, yep. uh, and like and like Bruno said. Been on Shinsuke with no challengers for months.
1: What? Like, yeah. I don't know. Jason. So, I
3: actually enjoyed some of the Big E versus Apollo Crews feud, so I didn't go with the Intercontinental title there. Um, because I think there were some moments where it was good. um The one I went with, and this might be a little controversial, I guess. Uh, the Raw Tag Team titles. Because you look at the title reigns. The year started with Cedric and Shelton holding it and really doing fuck all nothing with it uh, to the point where they just got kicked out of their group and then randomly reappeared in their group for a little while with no explanation. And now you never see them in the group again. Uh, they lost it to the New Days for 26 days just so New Day could go to WrestleMania and lose it to two singles guys in AJ Styles and Omus. And then they could lose it to two singles guys in our RK Bro. Now, I love RK Bro as a collective unit. That said, they won the title in August. Can you remember a single fucking memorable match they've had since they had no. the titles? It's been the complete waste of those belts. It's just been there to put it on those guys. And honestly, I think they'd have been better off chasing all year than holding on to these titles and doing nothing. Sure.
1: Valid points. Uh, Jackson and Yette went with the twenty four seven title. I couldn't go with that just because uh, it, that's what the title's about—goofy, goofy, dumb yeah, shit. It's so supposed to be right,
3: uh, yeah. The standards for the twenty four seven and the women's tag are so low at this point that I I don't
0: expect to. Same, yeah, like <clears throat> I didn't go with the women's tag.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, best booked non WWE title. Um, so Adam went with they're all shit. <laughs> and I <laughs> so honestly bad. like I had this uh. this was the this was the one that I struggled the most with. Cause I was just like I was like I don't know like I don't really know that there's any title that really does feel special anymore to me. Um now Yete says NXT championship question mark which I I guess technically it's not WWE. But even that, like...
3: <laughs> Karrion Cross, Samoa Joe, won this yeah.
1: pay-per-view and then got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Jackson says the AAA title. I uh, I would hope not the mega one. Because... I, I think he was Because, uh, again. <laughs> again, it's like... We talked about it... Uh, He's literally never yeah, won I don't think it. so. Uh, we, we talked about it last week, where it's like... Um, aw doesn't really have good title runs they have really good title wins they had they have matches when the 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 baby face goes over the heel and wins a title from them and you're like oh this is great And then everything after that is just like wow this is shit <laughs> um <laughs> so um, me and, and Fetus originally went with the AEW World Championship. I kind of just went with it because I was like, I, I guess it was the one that they cared the most about. But honestly, I'm kind of with Adam on this one. They're all kind of shit. So, uh, But Jason, what what did you have for your best books in the WWE title?
3: Well, then I am going to be the, the odd number here because I actually had two uh, that I couldn't choose between. Uh, first being the Impact Women's Championship, because say what you want about Diana Perrazzo, they put that title on her and established her as a force within that division. Nobody could beat her. She took on all comers. She didn't shy away from anybody. They built to a solid program with her and Mickey with a payoff at the pay, at the big pay-per-view. Um, so I, th- I think that title was handled very well. It was made to feel very important. Um, The other one, probably a little less known uh, choice, uh, which was the MLW heavyweight title because Jacob Fatu held that title for a very long time, um, and they did such a slow build with Alex Hammerstone, um, putting the secondary title on him, having him run with that for a while, and then finally getting to a big champion versus champion main event championship match uh, where he was finally crowned the MLW Heavyweight Champion. So I think that those two titles were sort of built the most and, and you know, given the highest platform outside of WWE this year. Fair enough.
2: Great choice. Great
1: choice. I like the fact that our closed caption can't yeah. seem to uh, understand the difference between great and gore, but somehow was able to get Jacob Hammerstone correct. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob Patu, sorry, yeah. Alex Hammerstone. Alex but it got both both of those right. So... And actually
3: Alex Hammerstone just signed a new deal with MLW and you've gotta think that's a Vince guy all the way at some yes. point.
1: Fuck yeah. Okay. Um Shit, I'm lost. Who didn't go yet? Sal? Did you go?
0: Okay. I didn't go yet. Um and I did. So Both of us. Bruno, you wanna go first? No, 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 please. Okay. So, I mean, I agree with, with Adam that, that everything's been shit, and I purposely tried to look outside of AEW um, for what I've kept up with, for what I've watched, and the Impact title was treated like shit this year. Uh, obviously, the AAA Mega Championship was treated like shit. So I had, I, I by default, best booked, I guess it was the AEW world title They made it a point to tell you that, uh, the Impact World title and the Triple-A title didn't fucking matter compared to the AEW title.
3: The, the title that was defended against Orange Cassidy on a pay-per-view?
0: He, but you know what? He, he held it all year, and he didn't lose it until he, um, until it. he lost it it to hangman, So I didn't say it was great. I said it was the best out of the choices I had because it was okay. definitely booked better than the fucking TNT title or the women's title. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
3: Bruno? I mean, you could make a case for, and I think Bruno could too, you could make a case for the IWGP championship too, and the way they had to sort of handle the Will and Osprey situation and sort of the the splitting of the unified title again to sort of make up for this. So I think they've they've done a good job of sort of making chicken salad out of chicken shit in that situation. Yeah.
2: But, but because of that situation, and they did the best they could for a bad situation, but I went to a title that I believe Actually, the booking actually elevated this year, and I went with the NEVER Openweight Championship. Mm-hmm. There were like guys like Jay White, uh, Tanahashi, Kenta, all wearing this belt, and actually elevated this belt from almost like the fourth title on New Japan to the second, to so the second next to the, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship or the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. For this reason, I decided to go to the NEVER Openweight Championship. Just because, and like Jason said, and I agree with him, they made chicken salad of chicken shit. But I think since the open weight title, it was a little bit linear. I, for, for my liking, I went with, with this choice. Fair. Fair.
1: Uh, I will say that uh, um, a lot of the, the titles in Stardom are booked with respect um, so I I I did sort of uh, not think about that when I was making my list, but yeah, I would probably go with uh, with the world championship having the the uh, 400 day reign at this point. But worst booked none WWE title. I have a feeling that there was quite a few options on this one. Uh, so Bruno, but
3: only one right
2: <laughs> choice, sure, Bruno. Go for it, buddy. I I thought on the AAA title, but I went with the Impact Championship because because one reason uh, I think that A, uh, AAA was fucked by 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 AW on this situation, and Impact didn't benef- benefit at all of the booking that AW decided to do with the championship. So I went with the because Omega went or won the championship lost to another AW guy. And, um, and sure, uh, Josh Alexander was booked correctly to a certain point, but then all this build was put into the garbage can when Moose decided to come up, so I went with the Impact Championship. Jason? Bruno has the correct answer here.
3: Um, this title that has some great lineage, uh, sadly enough, uh, is now basically spent the better part of the year being cucked by AEW, which is to say Omega held it, barely defended it, never made it feel important, seemingly only defending it at his home turf in Daly's place or on AEW shows. Uh they didn't even let the crowning moment happen on an AE, on an impact show. It happened on an AEW show. Um they lost it, as he said, to an AEW guy rather than putting over an impact talent. Uh, who to be the one to beat Omega, that didn't happen. It was used, and it wasn't even used as an important moment. It was used as a moment to set up the AEW championship match. That's all it existed yep. for. Um, and on the Josh Alexander thing, you you started to see, okay, well, this here's the light at the tunnel. Here's the guy. Here's the next guy that they're going to groom to be sort of that top guy going forward. And they immediately just jobbed him out to Moose. And I understand they like Moose over there. I get that, but at least follow it up. I mean, the guy had his title stolen from him, and now he's just fucking around with, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, the fucking Minoru Suzuki and random guys on fucking Impact. It just it doesn't make any sense to me, and I, for that reason,
1: it's, it's Impact. Yeah, me. also got to agree on Impact. I think it's actually two years running, because la- last year, I didn't <clears throat> think they were booking it all that well either. Um, honestly, I don't know that that's been... The Impact title has felt important since Brian Cage was champion, because um, I definitely didn't like the Tessa and Sammy, Sammy Callahan back and forth shit, and mainly that's just my, you know, dislike of uh, uh, intergender matches. But yeah, to me, it's it's the Impact title. Uh, Adam agrees, Impact title. Uh, but let's get Sal. What's what's your opinion on this?
0: Uh, Impact title is a great choice, uh, like you said, Troy. It was on Tessa Blanchard last year at the end of 2020. They had to vacate. That I
1: wonder why she
0: disappeared. <laughs> and then, and then it went on Rich Swan, who I never felt was a believable champion. Um, it went on Eddie Edwards first, and then to Rich Swan. Okay, yeah. Uh, it just it was so quick. Um, but to me, the worst book title was a title. I mean, it still counts. And it it was a title that was on my TV, and that was the FTW title. Uh, A complete joke of a title for something that was regarded decently back in 97 in ECW, and I understand he owns the rights to it, but certainly didn't do anything for it as far as uh, Taz uh, lending it to AEW, so to say. The champions never defended it. One time they did, it was a shit fucking... It was a bullshit match with a guy with a broken neck. And then since then, I don't think they've done it once. So to so,
3: so two points, first off, uh, just, just to solidify the impact part. Um, they spent three weeks building a storyline with Christopher Daniels, challenging whoever won between Josh Alexander and Christian at the pay-per-view only to shut and fucking Christopher Daniels yep. had nothing to do. Uh, so that angle was built and wasted. Um, but to, Sal's point about the FCW title, i just to me, it's not a recognized title. It's not something people actually fight for or covet or crave even within storyline. So, um, that said, it was part of one of the worst segments of the year when Taz demanded Cody come out from fucking the control room with his headset on.
0: Recognize my title! Put some respect on my title! You so, better put some respect on my
3: yeah, title! Yeah, didn't even ask it to be recognized officially. Just put some respect on it. And Cody's like, the fuck does that mean? What do you want? What exactly are you asking do you,
1: me to do? Do you want me to write the word respect on it? Is that what you're asking me to do? Nice. Or... No, don't write on the
2: belt! <laughs> it is this segment that really I appreciate that I don't have access to there you go. <laughs> Just saying. Because I don't have no idea. Oh, you have no, it was this bad. Is.
0: It was like, Cody's like, wait, you want me to, do you want me to hand you the belt? I don't I don't understand.
3: And he's got that little headset that you know isn't actually plugged into anything. It's just tucked yep. into his pocket.
0: It was... To the point where out of nowhere Cody goes, dude, I train your son. I yeah. mean, oh, 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 I'm leaving. <laughs>
3: and literally nothing came out of that. No,
0: no. <laughs> like there was never thing, even a match involving thing. Cody in this situation. They never talked about it again.
1: Nope. I was like, all right. Yate says AEW World Championship. And <sighs> Yeah yeah it's it's hard not to say it. I mean it it sucks because Omega was was so good for so long. And then like once he started this whole belt collector thing, it was like man, what happened? <laughs>
3: but but like with like with so much stuff with AEW, they started the belt collector thing and then didn't yeah. go all the
0: way with it. Right. I originally liked the belt collector. Like idea.
3: if you had gone all the way with it you might have been able to do something, but that would have required putting over the other championships when in reality, they just wanted them to be decoration.
2: Yeah. Uh, basically it, it it looked like a dollar store version of Austin Aries, uh, gimmick or the Ultimo dragon. I
3: was going to say Austin Aries was a dollar store imitation of Ultimo dragon. Dragon. (laughs) It's
2: like a dollar version of a dollar version. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think that this is the second time that a Kenny title run is, actually, is underwhelming.
3: Oh, his, his New Japan title was absolutely underwhelming, if you're talking yeah. about
2: the IWGP run, yeah. The only match that I felt that was really important was the last one with Tanahashi. That was a really I, good match, and I really enjoyed it. But
0: Similar to Omega's reign with the AEW title, his last match when he lost it to Hangman was probably the best out of the whole reign.
2: Yeah, probably.
3: And his United States Championship reign in IWGP too.
2: No, but I think that in the United States Championship reign, all, the, all of the three was the best one,
3: honestly. It was, it was, but the problem is that was never about that belt. That was just something to hold him over while they built yeah. the IWGP Championship feud. Again, most of Omega's title reigns are not about the titles he's holding. That's the problem.
1: Agree. Totally agree. All right. So let's talk about something that WWE doesn't give a fuck about, and that's Tag teams. The best WWE tag team of the year. Now, Fetus Rhodes went with MSK. Um, look, man, I love MSK, but they have done fuck all since they rebranded to 2.0. So, I mean, they've, yes, they've been doing the shaman hunt thing, but they haven't been wrestling, which is like the best part about them. Um, but in my heart, they're still the best. Uh, Adam went with RK Bro. Jason, who'd you go with?
3: Uh, MSK was my solid runner-up. To um, every time they were in the ring, I thought the matches were fantastic, regardless of who it was that they were working with. Um, and that run through the Dusty Classic was fantastic. Uh, the matches with Legato, the matches with. Um, Grizzled young vets Uh, they delivered every single time and yeah they're doing the shaman thing but it's not much different than when the broserweights were doing their comedy segments too for a while just till you know to get through injuries or whatever it's a thing it's fine um but for me until somebody proves me proves to me otherwise you know personal issues notwithstanding I have said for years, everybody talks to me about the Young Bucks being the best tag team in the world. The Young Bucks can fucking suck a dick when it compares to the Usos. This, to me, is the best tag team in wrestling. Has been for the last five years. Um, Because here's the thing. They are fantastic in the ring, but they also can sell psychology and tell a story in the ring, which is something I think is lacking in some of those top AEW tag teams who can do all the great moves but can't get their opponents over with what they do and the Usos are fantastic at that. So I wish the Usos had more competition than the New Day every other month, but you know, they that they can't control that. Yeah. So Um
1: Myself, Yeti, and Jackson all went with Usos. You. Sale. You're muted.
0: The Usos are great. I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, for me, this year belonged to RK Burrow. They just were the most entertaining part of Raw, hands down, for months. Um, I get it. They're two singles guys thrown together. But that was what Pete Dunne and uh, in Riddle were, too. So, and that, I found that extremely entertaining. So, to me, I, I, I thought that Randy and Riddle really worked well together. Oh.
3: Who won the match at Survivor Series? Wasn't that the supremacy angle? I don't
0: know.
3: Wasn't, wasn't is, that to decide who the best tag team was?
0: Wasn't it RK-Bro? It's,
3: I thought the Usos won, but... I don't know. Yeah,
0: the Usos... No, 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 no. Randy got Jay with the RKO coming off the top rope.
2: Oh, whatever.
3: Like I said, Survivor Series doesn't fucking matter.
2: Fair I agree that in ring and psychology-wise, the Usos are... And sound the best tag team in the world. But I, ha- I have to go with the one that was really the most entertaining for me, and that I went with the Harky Bro. I really enjoyed the segments. I really enjoy like, the, the chemistry between Riddle and Orton. I think Orton is doing one of the best works of his last years. So I went with RK bro.
3: From a character standpoint, I wouldn't argue, but I, as I said, when I picked the, their their title as the worst tag book title, what memorable title match have they had? Yeah, I agree, but and that's yeah, but. And that's sort of the problem. That was the disconnect I had. I also considered Gorillas of Destiny too, but again, same thing. It's as great as they are as a team. It wasn't like one of their best years in ring in terms of opposition and and great matches, yeah. you know, what I mean? great memorable matches. So. One day I would love to see the girls of Destiny come and take on the Usos. I think that would be a huge money match.
2: Yeah, agree. Especially, I think they are all related, right? Or not? Um,
0: uh, I don't think so. I think they're the girls of Destiny are, are Tonga, yeah. right?
2: They, I thought they were um, really... because they are they're, they're sons of a coup, not a coup. Uh. No, you're right.
1: Yeah, cool. I Mean.
0: Yeah, he's Tongan. He's not Samoan.
2: Yeah, they're oh, not. They're
1: not part of the the, Inoue, the S- family. No, they're Yeah, they're they're the other family. They're the like uh, Hikuleo, Tamatanga, Tanga, Tamatanga, uh Yeah, those kind of guys. But Aku. Yeah. yeah. Aku. <laughs> Worst <laughs> WWE tag team of the year. So, I
0: understand that. I understand the reason why this tag team exists. All right, it's such a unique opportunity to say that you won the tag team titles with your own son. But man, uh, I don't think Ray and Dominic were a good tag team. I don't need to see them on my TV, and they did nothing. <laughs> The only thing it, th- those matches did was expose Dominic of how green he is, in my opinion. Like, they didn't do him any favors this year. I just, that was the worst tag team for me.
2: Okay. Bruno. This tag team has his hands er, um, all over WWE. Is a returning tag team? They're fucking suck. And I decided to put him on the worst tag team of the year, Bruce Preacher and Samuel <laughs> Arnitas with manager Nick Khan. Fair. Fair. Very fair. Uh,
1: Jason?
0: Uh,
1: this
3: is worst tag team of the year, right? Correct. Yeah. This was still a year in which uh, Ziggler and Rude yes. were a tag team, right?
1: So that's your answer. Uh, Yete and Jackson also agree with you. Uh, Fetus Rhodes went with Nia Jackson, Shayna. Adam went with Kyle O'Reilly, and Caveman Jones. And I went with Alpha Academy because please just push Chad Gable as a singles guy.
3: They've ruined Otis. Yeah, that too. Yeah.
1: Everything Otis had sort of
3: going for him at one point, at least as a. Upper mid-card comedy Mm. guy, and now he's just fucking, you don't give a shit about him anymore. There's nothing compelling about him anymore.
0: Do you think, and I I somehow doubt it, but do you think his career trajectory would have been different if they were fans at WrestleMania 36? When he had that angle with Mandy?
3: Probably, because the reaction would have been huge, and then Vince would have heard that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if his hearing aid was turned up. Best okay. non-WB Tag Team of the Year. Uh, spoiler alert, Jason, I went with Gorillas of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, so did I. Oh, man.
3: I can't bring myself – look, I, and I've defended the Bucks, and that was the other one, obviously, that you, that you kick around. Um, but I've said I, I think the worst thing they've done for themselves was this heel turn because – they've made themselves into a caricature of themselves. The in-ring is still good, as good as it's always been, but their character work now is so forced, so non-believable. Their heel thing of... I'm going to be a heel and I'm going to talk me into the camera. And look, I have a nose ring that connects to my ear. That's how you know to boo me. Like it's just so forced and contrived and over the top. And you really should be a better performer at this point that you don't need to do all that shit to get here. So, um, none of that from girls of
1: destiny. No, just, just natural, just, just naturally assholes, natural charisma on them. Um, like, yes, they paint their faces, but that's, that's always been part of their character and it, it enhances their appearance too. It sets them apart. Um, uh, you're going to have to slap around a kid though, because he said young bucks. Uh, yes, Astro, the bucks were, uh, were the shoe ordeal, <laughs> which is a great thing to do. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Bruno,
2: who'd you go with? I couldn't go with G.O.D. because I'm so sick. and tired of them always winning the,
3: the, <laughs> the Roman the, Reigns. The, the they are, really.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they are. The, so I went with the best tag team on AEW, the Lucha Bros. Sorry about the young Fair one, enough. but Lucha Bros. Uh,
1: Yeti and Fetus agree with you. Uh, <laughs> they also own Lucha Bros. Sal.
0: Wow, it's amazing how much me and Bruno are agreeing tonight. I went with the Lutros because um, I'm entertained every time I watch them. I've always been a fan of Penta going back to Lucha Sierra the Um Sierra. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, I understand Ray Phoenix is a crazy motherfucker who does crazy ass shit, but I'm
1: entertained by it.
0: So And I'm glad that Tags champs. I like that match they had with the Puck.
1: Yeah, I just wish that uh, it actually felt uh, like that mattered. Here's my problem.
3: Prior to that that feud with the Bucks, it felt like they were kicking around doing nothing. Of any, I think at one point Penta was feuding with Cody for like two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Then after that, they had that really bad series of matches with FTR. So, for me to call them the best would have been tough for me. All, so, uh,
0: and and to be fair, I didn't see any anything from from Grills of Destiny this year or enough, I should say. So I can't, you know, I can't really speak to it. I'm sure they were great, but. Uh, for what I saw, you know, for the TV I watched, it was a little generous. All
1: right. Uh, worst non wwe Tag Team of the Year, Jason.
3: Uh, I stole Bruno's answer from earlier. I went with Caleb Brown. <laughs> <so>. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, uh, to me, this was... Eh. If we're talking teams that are supposed to be good, that actually suck. To me, it was the Good Brothers. Fair. Um, Impact strapped the rocket to them and their tag team division, put them over a bunch of other teams, including MSK when they were there for fucking whatever reason. Um, But uh, if I'm talking just overall shitty tag teams that aren't in the WWE, uh, this was another year where uh, Luther and Serpentico were a tag team, so chaos
1: project. Mike smash. all right it's just there you go. right man uh salbert
0: uh chaos project's a great answer but you want to
1: know who's worse gun club fair enough uh jackson agrees with you
3: gun club's undefeated or was until Derby yeah. and Stan.
1: No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh bruno
3: the ass boys you mean
2: there were so many tag teams that i could choose the Bring My, S- My Father to the Ring uh, tag team of Darby, Allen, and Sting. Um,
0: oh, I thought he was talking about Ray and Dominic. I'm like, no, no, not no. WWE.
2: <laughs> but I went with a good piece of the shit, brother. Fair enough. I just... It's, they are just the worst on everything right now. They are not
3: funny enough. Like that—that's yeah. the thing. I think they—they all—they put themselves over on the mic like they're fucking hilarious, and they're just not. It's like they're—they're they're trying to make attitude era jokes, and it's like that shit ain't funny anymore, dude. Like the—the the dick jokes thing is way past its its point now. It's—I like, don't know.
1: No. Yeah.
3: But that started in WWE, and we thought that was the Vince writing <laughs> for them. But funny how that wasn't.
1: went, huh? It just like, I can't yeah. believe that Vince would let them. Uh, would would force such a good tag team to talk about testicles and do like a thing where they're going to remove the testicles of the new day uh, then I had to watch Talking Shop and
2: Mania and I was like oh oh to the point of the group brothers the, if there was like a a category for the best rundown episode
3: that would no. have to
2: to take the, no. the, the no, you're
3: welcome you're welcome no. for that <laughs> That's the sick and twisted brain of myself putting that shit together. It was wonderful, statement. Jason.
1: It was. Oh, wait wonderful. until you hear
3: the second part.
1: I can only wait, imagine. So I haven't heard it. Before. I haven't recorded yet. I've been. There's nothing. There's I've, been, no- I've been busy.
3: There's nothing greater than Troy, Troy being just absolutely <laughs> disgusted by what he has to review. It's the best. Uh-huh.
2: It's like, it, it, it's the, that's the reason why I always pick uh, Troy as the best host. Because annoying uh, annoyed Troy with the world is like the best thing that I ever happened to my life. So thank you, hey, Troy. You know,
1: I I I sacrifice for my heart. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, I I don't know. I I kind of disagree. I think Troy, when he enjoys watching something, is equally as entertaining. Well, thank you. I'll give you an example. slash a Sanitarium. I very much enjoy well, that you. this year. I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, but it's still not as good as the sun.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, when, when you listen to Troy find something that he loves so much, like porn, and having it just
0: absolutely ruined
1: for him. There, there are still times that I, I wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and go, oh, my fans will love me for this. Oh, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> Uh she <laughs> queefed. She
2: booted.
1: <put> <laughs> she uh, Yeah, went with Butcher and the Blade. Fair point. Fair uh Feet <laughs> Fetus Rhodes went with the Rosemary and Havoc. Fair uh I went with Pirate Party. Cause yeah.
0: Not bad. Not bad.
3: Alright. I think that gimmicks bad. I don't think they're bad in the ring. I think the Hardy thing has fucking killed them. But oh, I think they're I think they're bad in the I ring. Guess, dude, <laughs> so I think they're I think they're good in the
0: ring <laughs> still. The scream is ridiculous, and the the silly string has always been dumb in my opinion. I like their finisher.
3: <laughs> the gin and juice. Yeah,
1: I do like the gin and juice.
3: I mean, the silly string is no more ridiculous than the wacky line. I mean, it's just, it's sort of a yeah, thing like sure. that.
1: Uh, best WWE stable of the year. Um, anybody not have the bloodline? Uh, yeah, me. Oh, so, really? Oh, what you got?
0: Yeah, because I figured everybody was going to pick the bloodline. I'm like, <laughs> uh,
1: it's
0: like, Roman was already like uh, superstar of the year for me. So I'm like, all right, I got to think of a faction that I really, really enjoy this year. And I went with the Way. I thought oh. uh, Johnny Gargano and, and Austin Theory played off each other great. Indy had a great role. Candice played the mother role. Uh, even when they brought Dexter in the in the mix, it actually made Dexter a little bit more, like, dealable and, like, interesting. Even the wedding. I liked the wedding. I bought into the – I mean, I didn't like it main eventing over the title match, but I, I liked the whole uh, presentation of the way this year.
3: So – I did, in fact, pick the Bloodline. That said, as I was writing it out, I was like, up until a month ago, I would have probably gone with Hit Row, Fair. and it made me sad because, yeah. I, and, and uh, for all the reasons, I was upset when they they got released. For all the reasons, I I loved them in NXT, and I fought people on this show, this very fucking show about it. I thought it was the most. New presentation, the most relevant current thing WWE had done in a very, very long time, uh, and I loved it. And they took it away from us. So I, I wanted it to be hit row
1: badly, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was the bloodline. Fair enough. Finally. Worst WWE stable of the year. Uh, I, oh I and the Yette went with the hurt business, uh, mainly just because of the we've got four members. No, now we got two members. Just kidding. Uh, oh, wait, wait, we yep. got four again! Nope. Uh Jackson went with Lucha House Party, which is the last year he'll be able to do that. This one might be my favorite, though. Fetus went with whatever the fuck Xia Lee, Boa, and Tian Sha were. Well, they weren't Tian Sha. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> Xia Lee, Boa, and Mei Ying. <laughs> but also,
2: valid point.
1: Uh,
2: Bruno. I went with the diamond mine. Ah uh, I just what the fuck is that? Uh when Roderick Strong is like the cruiserweight champion and the biggest star of, the, of your faction. Something is wrong with your faction I guess. Um so I went with the diamond mine. Um uh, there were like people that were released when they started the, the faction. There were there are people that are joining and living and Whatever, so I went with the Diamond Mine. All right. Um, Jason, pick up the the title bell. I think he's going to not agree with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I actually enjoy the Diamond Mine. Um, I I'm an MMA fan, so I sort of like the tie into that. My choice was a group that had every member get released throughout the course of this year. The Robert Stone brand. Uh, Probably one of the worst ideas NXT has ever had. It started with Chelsea Green leaving for no fucking reason whatsoever uh, after she had won a big match. Uh, And then she left and disappeared for months. Never, uh, I think she reappeared once on TV before she broke her arm and that was it. Uh, Then they brought in Jesse Kamea uh, that was a waste. Then Aaliyah left, and but or boy was it, uh, Frankie, Frankie Monet. Monet. And then both no. her and Jesse got released, and Robert Stone is now back to randomly appearing in interview segments doing nothing. So, uh, pretty pretty safe to say that that was the most unsuccessful faction in WWE this year, because they all lost their jobs.
1: True. All right. Um, Bess? Yes? No. Oh, I I don't care. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Um, I had to look it up. I had to. I had to make sure, but this this faction was still a thing for a couple months. That's right, folks. My winner of the 2020 worst faction, Retribution. Cop out. It was still God. dude, they were they were featured on a February pay-per-view at that And the oh, worst no. part
2: and the worst part is that the That's... the repercussion of retribution, so uh Dynamic, Dijakovic is still not Dynamic. He's still T Bar. Still... Mace yeah, is apparently
0: T-bar. it's still there. Uh, Mia Yim got released. Uh, yeah. this also led to kind of led to um Mercedes Martinez
1: being released. And so... torn. Shintorn. Best non WWE stable of the year. Um, this is kind of difficult because um, not a lot of other companies do stables other than A. a- did,
3: did anybody here say the Elite just?
1: To... No. Anybody? Yeah, your son. No. Your did your you son did.
3: You uh. Okay. Well, I I would have kicked him yeah. off the call if you. Uh.
1: Know. Yeah. So in in AW they do a Shit Ton of stables, and they prove that it's better to go with quality over quantity. Uh, so, surely because of um, massive erections, I went with Cosmic Angels from Stardom, uh, which uh, added a member this year.
3: Wait, they all have massive no, no, erections? No, I have a massive
1: erection every time I watch any of the matches that they're in.
3: You said erections, plural.
1: Yes, because I've watched multiple events, and I've had multiple erections.
2: So you don't have like one erection that is continue throughout. No, the n- no, I'm a, like there can't be that. No,
1: I'm life. I'm I'm getting older, so there is a, there, there's a lot of downtime now. Uh, my my penis essentially has like a security officer job. There's a lot of downtime. Uh, Adam went with uh.
3: You should probably have a conversation with C- to be recognized as dr bruno Tomas phd world famous <laughs>
1: <the show> <laughs> i will do that um i'll i'll have to uh have to have him check out something they're, 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 you know there's a spot on my dick and maybe you can take a look at that and see if it looks cancerous. uh then yeah then we'll talk about my erections with you uh adam what
3: are you talking about the one that looks yes. like elvis uh
1: <laughs> or the other one no the elvis one no, the the other the other one I found out was uh, um, just a sour cream and onion chip that fell in there, but that uh, that was fine. Oh, okay. Well, that makes so much yeah, more I sense. Yeah, I ate it. It was good. Uh, Adam, what were the men of the Year or American Top Team? And I I don't know if that's a joke. <laughs> <Fantasy> <laughs> did, 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 I honestly don't. I thought did. so. He no he he did say
0: for many weeks. I admit I'm being worked at uh, Dan Lambert. I'm gonna say Adam Lambert. <laughs> Dan Lambert's great.
1: The Maroon Five guy? <laughs> uh,
3: no, that wasn't
0: uh, Maroon Five. That was... No, that was Adam Levine. Adam Lambert's the Queen guy.
1: The guy who took Freddie Mercury's place.
3: He was from America.
1: Oh, first of all, he did not. Oh. What do you want? He from did me? not take Freddie Mercury's place. Nobody, oh, nobody okay. could replace Freddie Mercury. All right. <laughs>
0: That's fair. That is. Absolute. He's the guy that he's the guy that I mean, they hollowed out his back so they could turn him into a
1: puppet and they could just play Freddie Mercury out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeti and fetus won with Dark Order. Jackson one with the uh, Askeet. Uh, Jason.
3: This was a tough one for me because this was another one where there were a lot of choices, but to be the best it was hard to figure out because they all had flaws the one i chose to go with apparently i'm the only one was the pinnacle um i thought the formation was a nice surprise at the end of the whole jericho thing where nobody really saw it coming but you look back and there had been hints dropped dropped to it throughout the course of the year little breadcrumbs um I thought the feud with the inner circle was a little lackluster, but they did sort of stay loosely affiliated. They still to this day, you still see Spears comes out with Wardlow and MJF is in the mix and, um, you know, FTR services are being rented out by MJF. And so they are still all affiliated and they all sort of stayed true to what they were. They never really changed. They they fit together well, I thought, and they all stayed shit bag heels and, So I went with them because they were the most uh, legitimate group to me. All right. Nobody picked uh, Jungle, Jurassic Express, and Christian?
2: Fair (laughs) enough. So I went with a staple that had a top champion. Everyone has a feud throughout the years, compelling feuds. So I honestly went with Los is the Japan. So with Shingo Takagi winning the championship, uh, actually it was the year that another, I believe, was the best year as a solo, as a solo career. So therefore, I went with. I, I definitely don't haven't choose anyone from AEW because they all suck, um, especially Team Taz, So I went with with the New Japan guys. You gonna take that, Sal?
0: Huh. That's funny. Um The only thing and I again I haven't watched as much New Japan as I would like to, but the only thing that bothers me about the factions in New Japan is that they're factions a lot of times, and it almost seems like a name only. Like I seem to remember like chaos is like ninety people at this point, including people in AEW. But they don't always like hang out with each other or like uh, interact, but somehow the story remembers.
2: Chaos deluded a bit. Yeah, because that's like the
0: most recognizable one that I remember is chaos.
2: Yeah, that that happened to chaos. So actually, I believe the only two real factions there are right now in, in New Japan are the Bullet Club and Los Inobervables de Japón, because. Chaos is like in the limbo. It's like, are they a faction, are not they not a
3: faction? They're still being represented as a faction in AEW, so...
2: Yeah, right. because they because uh, AEW got a really good deal with New Japan. You get the old guys. Congratulations. Yeah.
3: Although, really, all they brought in was Rocky and paired him with the Best Friends group that was already there, so... Yeah.
2: No mention of Okabe. Yes, Friends. Something is wrong. Mm. Oh, they, they can't afford Akata.
0: Um, so my, because Troy keeps forgetting me, my best non WWE stable. Uh, well, I agreed with Jason was the Pinnacle. If I'm looking at everything, and they were. I, I agree. I love the formation. Um, and they are still affiliated with each other. MJF has a tag match with FTR this week. Um, they, you know, Tully was a, was a good piece in that. I, I like piece. I, yes his antics. Um, And I liked, uh, okay, so I, I do wish they were booked a little better, obviously, but I, I, I still think that they are a, they're the best faction as far as anything AEW has brought
2: to the table. Can I just have a, a little bit of a brief question to everyone in this panel? From all the opinions that I heard from this podcast Tony Khan is still the best booker of the year, right? Booker of the year for for the More
0: yeah. the belt,er <clears throat> dude. He's one of the best bookers of all time. If you listen to him, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like uh, Tony Khan, uh, my dead mother, my dead dog, and uh, the shit that I did on the toilet last oh, night. So best bookers of nice, nice.
1: All right, going right along to the worst. Did you give
3: yourself a Blumpkin?
1: (laughs) What the f***? Oh, no,
3: no, no. What is that? You're not familiar with a Blumpkin?
1: We're we're going to need a theme song for this. (laughs) Uh, We'll tell you. No, we'll tell you later. Uh, Worst non WWE stable of the year.
3: I think it'd be funnier if you told him now.
1: It's It's getting a blowjob on the toilet while you're taking a shit. Uh, <laughs> I know that thing. It's the great Blumpkin, Charlie Brown. Sorry.
2: Multitasking. Uh, <laughs> the Multitasking the is Fair important. On today's DNA. Cell.
1: What's your worst non wwe stable of the year?
0: So this stable actually sprang from another stable oh my that God. I hated. Um, <laughs> it's the Factory. Because as much as I hated the Nightmare family, they found a way for me to hate the people in the Nightmare family even worse.
2: Fair. Adrenaline in my soul. Everyone hates. That's true.
1: Uh, Adam and Yete went with the Elite. Fair. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fetus went with Team Taz. I'm just fighting words. Fair. Uh, Jackson went with Jurassic Express. Also fair. I went with the hardy orifice there. Uh, Bruno, what is uh, your worst non WWE's table of the year
2: for actually ruining um adam I went with the elite it's like i i just can't handle anymore could 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 just uh, the young bucks retire and or do ah, something they signed a new three-year deal. Uh, they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm just That's sick true. and tired of this. And the, and, the, and the amazing promos talking about shoes. And what the f We, we picked someone that is a main eventer, and we put him on a faction that is actually a fucking joke. Everything is a fucking joke in that company. I'm sorry. I can't.
0: Do you not see what Adam Cole was doing with the Young Bucks in ROH before he went to NXT?
3: Did, did anyone watch NXT? Did anyone watch Being the Elite? This no. Week? No. God, no. no.
0: Didn't they go it spray o- tanning? That it, was the it title. It opens
3: with the Bucks and Adam Cole having a spray tan party. They're spray tanning themselves in their underwear. Really? Yep.
0: Jason. I saw, I saw the title of the episode. I decided to watch Batchamania instead. <laughs> Jason.
3: Yeah, Troy, you nailed it. Uh, nobody, nobody in that Hardy family office has been better for an affiliation with that group at all. Doesn't equal more TV time. Poor George Ole is witnessing that now. He's still stuck and relegated to the Internet um, and doesn't really even get on AEW TV when the rest of the group does, which is weird in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah no that group sucks Matt Hardy sucks everything that he does and he's a fucking enabler who's gonna cause his brother to have all sorts of fucking relapse issues but that's another story for another time
1: best WWE cock special event of the year uh that would be the pay-per-view or special event on peacock or WWE network for other countries Jason Uh For this one,
3: I went with something, sadly, which will probably be the last time I get to do this. Uh, I went with NXT, Stand and Deliver. deliver. Um, I was waiting for it. Um, To me, this card, first off, uh, the build... The story told going into Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole was fantastic. That in and of itself had me. Uh, had, uh, for some people who might forget, you had Pete Dunne versus Kushida on this card. Um, you had Valter versus Tommaso Ciampa, which, despite having a horrible fucking ending, was actually a good match. Uh, MSK versus the Vets versus Legato was on this show. You had Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez you had Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar in the ladder match uh, Finn Balor and Karrion Cross for the title uh, so Ember Moon Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice and Indy and of course it's, there's Gargano and Bronson Reed but we don't talk about that part um, but yeah to me this was the best card WWE put on over the course of the year um, the, only, the only other one to me was close was Wrestlemania Night 1 but uh, this one had more matches I enjoyed so
1: fair enough Yete, Jackson, myself, and Fetus all went with WrestleMania. Oh, sorry. Fetus went with uh, Money in the Bank, Uh, but the rest of us went with WrestleMania. Uh, Sal, what you got?
0: WrestleMania. Um, Especially if you take it as, you know, encapsulate both nights. We had Sasha and and Bianca tear it down. Um, I loved uh, Roman and and Brian and Edge. Great finish to that match, too. Uh, yeah, so for me, they didn't put on a pay-per-view uh, that was anywhere close to, to WrestleMania 37. And, and, and it did help that it was the first pay-per-view of 2021 in front of fans. For them, so.
3: I could make a case that Crown Jewel was better than WrestleMania this year. but Yeah. Right
2: So I almost went with Crown Jewel. But honestly, but I murder.
3: don't know. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> but Murder. Uh-huh.
2: I actually prefer the the real name of this pay-per-view, that is Blood, Money, yes. on the Sand. There but um, I went with, for me, actually, I don't know if the, if it was the first pay-per-view that I felt like things are back to normal and the adrenaline was really rushed, and especially the main event. I was really pumped for the main event. I went with SummerSlam. All right.
1: Uh, worst cock special of the year? Uh, Adam, Yate, Jackson, myself, and Fetus all went with Survivor Series.
2: Bruno, I, I haven't watched this pay-per-view, but from from what you review, I don't want to see it. I went to Survivor Series for that, because just by listening to you, I almost threw up in my mouth. Nice. Jason.
3: Survivor Series, uh, when you get down to it, there were no stakes, way too many fuck finishes, and absolutely no reason to care about the show inti- in, in its entirety. So I uh, completely forgot most of what happened on it, other than Charlotte and Becky. Uh, not a lot to remember there.
0: Fair enough. Sale? Survivor Series. Yeah. Everything everybody said, it was, it was really a chore to, to,
1: to sit down sure. and watch it. Best non wwe special show of the year. So,
0: I went with full gear, and you know, maybe that's recency bias, I don't know, but it had the moment that I wanted, which was Hangman winning the title. Um, I really enjoyed Punk versus Eddie Kingston for what it was. I, you know, I, I liked it, it felt like a fight. Um,
1: yeah, so to me, it was full gear. Okay, uh, Jason and then Bruno. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, I went with uh, All Out. There were definitely some moments that I didn't love as much. Uh, For example, uh, Moxley versus Kojima for no fucking reason at all. Um, But there were some really... I I thought uh, Britt Baker and Chris Statlander had a good match. I thought uh, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks uh, match was obviously really enjoyable. Um, The Women's Battle Royal, where Ruby Soho won on her entrance, was was very memorable. Um, CM Punk, of course, making his return to wrestling was compelling to view and and something to be interested in. I thought, for for the fact that we knew what the outcome was going to be, I thought Christian and Kenny had just an amazing match. Uh, I thought it was really well booked. I thought they worked really well. They had great chemistry. Uh, And then, of course, you had the moments at the end with Adam Cole returning. To the elites, and then of course the Daniel Bryan debut. So all in all, it had the wow factor more so than anything else they did this year.
2: Ah, yep. that's me, right? Yeah. Uh, I went with Russell Kingdom Night One. The main event was absolutely out of this world. Another Ibushi versus Naito match. The Osprey Okada match was really good. And then we have, like, a really good match between Hiromu Takahashi and and El Phantasmo. And actually, the tag team match between G.O.D. and Dangerous Tackers was really good as well. So, from top to bottom, and from my emotional connection to New Japan, that was the event that I chose. All right. Um... Jackson,
1: Yate, Adam, and Fetus went with All Out. I went with Full Gear. Uh, which, of course, would take us to our worst non wwe special show of the year. Uh, I went for Fight for the Fallen. Um, Adam went with Winter is Coming. Completely understand that. Uh, Yate went with Revolution. And I think we know why uh Jackson went with everything impact sure fair uh fetus went with uh Wargames.
2: um bruno what do you got anything that comes from impact is a good choice so uh, it's, it was just, it was so bad the way they, they booked the um, uh impact this year. The absolutely blown away, and the quality of matches was like really except for Joshua Alexander. Honestly, it was like it was really bad. So, I choose anything from impact, but if I have to choose, I choose. I believe it was sacrifice, was the one that I chose. I don't know why. Oh, jeez, it was so bad. But I remember when I was doing my picks, I chose sacrifice because I think it was like. The 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 night that Kenny won or something. Mm. So, <coughs> fuck yeah. Impact. There.
1: Sal. Um, uh,
0: I went with double or nothing. Uh, that's the Cody versus a Go Go match. Ooh, There's also the uh, Stadium Stampede, which to this day I can't watch it
1: back. It's just trash. Uh, yeah, so it was double awesome chase him, so
3: my initial gut reaction is revolution, and as you said, Troy, we all know <laughs> why exploding rain um, and the whole rest of the card was not great, but uh, some of you were on the right track when you said impact, just on the wrong car because allow me to read to you oh, no. the results from an impact pay-per-view that would happen this year called Homecoming. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. The theme of this pay-per-view being all mixed tag matches to determine the homecoming king and queen of <laughs> impact. Yep. Yeah. Match one. Diana Perrazzo and the former Aiden English versus Alicia Edwards and Hernandez. Oof. Alicia Edwards' husband is in this company, and she's teaming with Hernandez.
2: Why, you might ask? Because her ma- her man Hernandez was the- playing poker.
3: Because they were all tied into Swinger's Palace. It was a Johnny Swinger tie-in, which I know Troy loves. Uh, second match, the company, the, the couple with the least charisma in professional wrestling, Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona versus, oh my God, we stole Scott Steiner's gimmick of George <sighs> Grace and Petey Williams. The next team, Rachel Ellering and Tommy Wait, well, Dreamer. Well,
0: well, I, well, I'm sorry, because I haven't been keeping up with Impact. They put it's, Jason Grace and Petey Williams on the same team.
3: I don't know who Jason Grace is, but Jordan sorry, Grace Jordan and Petey Grace. Williams are on the same team, yes. Because of Big did uh, they uh, Did, the, did uh, they
0: play up the fact that they both that, yes. did Steel Steiner's gimmick? Yeah, yes. Okay. Basically. All right. That's
3: fine. Uh, then Rachel Ellering and Tommy Dreamer teamed up to take on Brian Myers. And Missy Hyatt. Yikes! Yes, that Missy Hyatt.
0: Whoa! Yep, alive, <laughs>
3: Rosemary and Crazy
1: Steve. She alive apparently.
3: Rosemary and Crazy Steve versus Tasha Steele and Falaba. Because that. Why do you
1: call sense. him Crazy Steals? Uh, oh, cause because he spelled it, spelled it like that. It was Crazy Steve. Well, C R A Z I know how. I know it's spelled Crazzy. stupid. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you actually legitimately <laughs> thought his name was Krazy Steve. OK.
0: No. No, that's what Adam. Does Fair enough. Call him. Uh,
3: whatever. Uh, then we had a singles match on the homecoming pay-per-view for some reason, because we needed to get Diener versus Willie Mack on the show, because that's the one, you know, people have been clamoring for. Uh, we then moved to the second round of the tournament and Deanna Perrazzo and Aiden English defeated Chelsea green because Matt Cardona was out of the match. No, Matt Cardona, sorry, Matt Cardona wasn't there. So it was Matt Cardona. (laughs) They lost anyway. Um, uh, crazy Steve and Rosemary defeated Tommy dreamer and Rachel Ellering. Then we have Eddie Edwards versus W Morrissey, which was probably the best match on the show to be fair. Uh, The aforementioned Josh Alexander of some of the best matches in Impact this year decided to defend his X-Division championship uh, against who, you might ask? Well, that was Black Tarus, the guy who dresses up like a bull.
2: From AAA or something, right? Yes. Or Sam El
0: El Torito?
2: No.
3: no. Uh, And then in the finals of the tournament, Diana Perazzo and Aiden English defeated Crazy Steve and Rosemary to become the king and queen of Impact Wrestling, because God forbid Impact does anything that doesn't revolve around Diana Peraza winning. I'm impressed with this that. Part. Is your worst pay-per-view non-WWE of the year?
0: Thank yeah, you. I, I'll give Jason all the credit in the world for finding that little fucking piece of shit. <laughs> that that sounds awful, man.
2: I would prefer to see my my mother to have a brain aneurysm live. Did you see that pay per view? Honestly, that sounds awful.
0: What wait, the fuck? Wait, geez, did you watch this? No. Yeah. Oh. This is. No. Why, dude?
3: I remember uh, Twitter throwing the like fucking updates that night, but no, I didn't watch it. Was there anyone else that. Troy Troy paid no attention to
1: anything. I just yeah, I, uh, okay.
2: Troy's doing the, <laughs> the Adam job, I guess. Oh I'm I'm
1: wearing down here. Um did we have anyone else that needed to go in that category? Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Dude the, the the it's uh, my my booster's starting to kick my ass now. Uh okay, so best WWE feud. Uh Sal. Go ahead. I don't think
0: uh, many people are gonna choose this um and I know it was a it was a short feud, I few, hope but everyone chooses to it. to me <laughs> to me uh one of the most compelling feuds of the year was reigns versus Cena <sighs> loved love the interaction from both of them uh loved the hype even before they both met in the ring uh just to talk shit to each other and then the underlying story of like will John Cena win a seventeen title um you know Cena saying that that or Roman saying that Cena's the same old thing every year, year in year out. He's missionary position. I loved it. I loved the feud that these two built.
1: Well, in a short well, run. Sal, I went with Reigns versus Cena. I totally you. did, and Bruno, Bruno did can you really? kind of attest to that. Yes, I did in fact go with Reigns versus Cena. I thought that it was a lot of fun. I think that there was there was a lot of good feuds this year. Uh, in WWE to choose from, but uh, that one kind of stood out to me just because of the fact that I kind of feel like that maybe it was the last time you felt like Reigns could have lost. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it.
0: Especially the story they told, the the whole one, two, three. It's like you know, Reigns could always win it back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Cena does yeah. sneak one up. Like,
3: yeah, uh, Jason. Well, Sal, I picked Reigns. Very- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um. No, I, I I went a little bit off here because I think this is the last time I'm going to be able to do this. Uh, but for me, it was an NXT feud. It was Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Uh, from the moment, Adam Cole superkicked Kyle through some of those great promos between the two of them. And Adam Cole doing some of his best promo work of his career to try to build um, Kyle O'Reilly to the top. Uh, and the matches delivered. Every single one of those matches delivered. In ring, Uh it was those two for me. Fair.
2: Bruno? Right I really enjoyed Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, but I don't felt that they had the crescendo that this feud had. I went with adverse versus the role Um The it was like a the three part it was built into a crescendo. Everything was. Was built, built the promos, the segments. It was actually built that 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 I, um the the beginning was in 2014, so it was a long time coming. So and like I said, both Edge and Rollins were in my uh, honorable mentions for Superstar of the Year. And Most of them was because of these feuds. Fair so. enough.
1: All right, uh, Adam one with Roman and Brock, Yate one with Edge versus Rollins. Uh, Jackson went with Reigns vs. Owens, and Fetus Rhodes went with Roman Reigns vs. everyone. So for the worst WWE feud. Um so my pick is Demian Priest versus Mizen Morrison. Specifically just Demian Priest by himself versus those two. Which was the feud that happened after WrestleMania and after Bad body left. And the one that and the one sure. that. that Complimented yep. in a bunch of zombies eating the mess. Yeah, <laughs> zombies. Uh, <laughs> that,
3: that that might make the me- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, Jason,
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna remind you of one that you've probably mostly most of you have probably blacked out of your mind, but Shane McMahon versus Braun
0: Strowman. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Oh, You son of a bitch!
3: Let's forget about the fact that this started literally out of nowhere with Strowman going, "You called me dumb," when Shane never actually did it. And then Shane decided to start calling him dumb for no reason, despite the fact that he never actually said or did anything dumb. Shane bullied him for no reason, and this was literally out of nowhere. Like Shane hadn't even been around, and he just shows up, and then they do, and it culminated in a pretty bad cage match at WrestleMania, and. Uh, it's both are pretty much gone from the company now, so you know.
0: Right on, Sal. I
3: have a feeling I yeah. know who Sal picked.
0: Yeah, it was Strowman <laughs> versus Shane. A match in 20. I mean, sorry, a feud in 2021 it featured slime a lot of it on Monday Night Raw, and uh, I I did forget that the original start point of this feud was Strowman being pissed that Shane called him dumb, and he never did that. So, yeah, that was garbage TV all around. Probably led to Strowman's release, honestly, because they were probably like, what oh, can we do with this guy?
2: Bruno? I went with a feud that started in 2020 and continued it to this year. Basically, it continues throughout the both years. It was a feud. It was a long-term feud, and it is Nikon versus wrestling. Nice.
1: Bring in, bring in the jokes today. Uh
2: Nick Khan loves
3: wrestling, has grew up yeah. wrestling,
1: but... he doesn't like wrestlers though. <laughs> uh, not ones that not ones that aren't well, good. And a bunch that are that are really good, like AG. Uh, Adam said, I yeah. bet it involved Natalia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jackson went with Natalia versus Alexa Bliss. Fetus Rhodes went with Eva even versus Dewdrop. Uh Yate one with Lacey Evans versus Charlotte Flair. All very valid. All pretty shit.
3: But we never did get the answer if they'd be fucking. <laughs> yeah, what do you think?
0: Uh Rick Flair's old ass.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Best non WWE feud. Again, this one. Kind of difficult. Because, yeah, AEW has some booking issues. Booking it there, yeah.
3: But! AEW had one that qualified, though. Yeah.
2: um, Bruno. I went (laughs) (laughs) to.
3: Is that you just passing on the category?
1: (laughs) That was me. That was me assuming that you were going to... Uh, assuming I knew which one you're gonna pick.
2: <laughs> I went with Page versus Omega. That one. I oh. I, really I, okay, sorry, Bruno. God. I, uh, I don't feel like that it was a particularly good feud or not, but I believe that the payoff was a bit interesting. Um, and honestly, since I unfortunately due to the PhD. Since I am Dr. Bruno too much PhD. Slap that um, dick on the table. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen a lot of new Japan, so the only thing that I saw a bit were were were, were AEW. And this one, I believe, was the best yeah. one. So. Jason, go ahead.
3: I went with a few that we are currently in the middle of the two year story for. Uh, because at some point I gotta think we're gonna pay this thing off. But Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Uh, hmm. AEW, the one-time AEW has sort of put a focus on a women's feud um, to the point where it main evented the show. It was, uh, you know, I, the hardcore match aspect of it was what it was, but the fact is it got eyeballs on their women's division probably for the first time since it was created. It's the match everybody's been clamoring for since it happened for Thunder Rosa to get that shot. Um, and I can't wait to see it. So to me, that was the best feud outside of the WWE
0: so all right taking all the stuff the stand said away from this um just me as a viewer i i think the best feud was omega and page because it called back to you know the way they they were tag champs the way they fell out the the whole thing with the elite i i dug it you know i understand omega became a character rich of himself in 2021 um, to the point where it was cartoonish. But still, I thought that they were points they brought up that I thought were really valid.
3: He also pinned Paige in the middle of the ring in that 10-man elimination match to end the whole program. It, so, it was uh, him
0: in the box against page just, just Paige by himself. Omega, uh-huh. Page, Right. No, I understand okay. that. But the was, uh, which it was is the type a of thing
3: that if, match. which is the type of thing that if WWE did we'd all be sitting here going, How fucking stupid is it that you did that?
2: Um Sal, uh, I have to be honest, I'm feeling a little bit disappointed. I really felt that you were picking Brian Cage versus Team Taz. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nice.
0: nope. Nope,
2: nope, nope, nope. Uh, nope. he,
3: he could have picked Team Taz versus Relevancy.
1: There you go. Uh Fetus Rhodes uh went with uh, Paige and Omega. Jackson went with MJF and Punk. Um, Yate went with uh, Hangman finally wins the world championship, so that'd be Page and Omega. Uh, Adam went with Cody Rhodes versus reality. Um, <laughs> so, um, man, I, I guess I got to go with Kingston versus Punk. It was it was a, a four week feud, but the promos were good. The match was decent, and I, I and it left me wanting more, which we didn't get, and we probably never will. Worst non WWE feud uh, for me: MJF vs Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, Adam said Paul White vs QD Marshall. Uh, Yete went with Inner Circle versus American Top Team. Uh, Jackson went with Cody versus Shaq.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: I forgot about that. Uh, Fetus went with Rhodes versus Racism. <laughs> so, uh, Sal, what was your worst non-WWE feud? There was a lot to choose from in this category.
0: It was a lot. Um, but the one that that kind of stood out to me was. Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy where it's going to lead to a hair versus hair match except for Matt Hardy's not going to be in the match and then we're never going to talk about it again. Yep.
1: That okay. happened. <laughs> uh, Jason.
3: Uh, Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy was one of my finalists but to me uh, look at what so AW signed CM Punk and they're like all right so right off the bat you get Darby Allin. And then you get uh, Eddie Kingston. And then you're going to get MJF. And Daniel Bryan gets signed. And it's like, okay, so you're going to get, right off off the bat, you're going to get Kenny Omega. And then you're going to get Moxley. Oh, no, Moxley went to rehab, so now you get Miro. And now you get Hangman Page. And Malachi Black gets signed. And it's like, you get the Nightmare Family. (laughs) So... So you get Cody, but then you get Lee Johnson, and then you get Dustin Rhodes, and you get Brandy,
0: and you and get Arm Anderson.
3: Yes, um, yeah, Malachi Black and the Nightmare Family was fucking awful. It continued to get awful, more awful every time they continued to burp, to play it up, and yeah, uh, it really damaged Malachi Black right off the bat.
1: Completely fair.
2: Fair enough. I will read exactly as I put it on the on uh, on the poll. Anything with piece of shit Cody Rhodes. Okay. Again,
3: moving
1: on.
2: Very fair. Um.
1: All right. Um. WWE match of the year. Uh, for me, I always have a problem picking uh match of the year, worst match of the year, because my brain just doesn't work that way. Like I I just don't commit to memory like the thing that I enjoyed the most match-wise or the thing that I hated the worst most match-wise. Um, but I went with uh, Reigns vs. Brian versus Edge, the triple threat match. Uh, Bruno, what you got?
2: I think there are three matches. There are head and shoulders above the rest for, for this year, in my opinion. Um, uh, the three-way uh, at the second night of WrestleMania is one of them. The second was Hell in a Cell at versus, versus Rollins, but for me, my match of the year, considering the stakes, the historical importance, and and I believe the best way to finish what was a really important event that was WrestleMania Night One, is Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Um, I was one of those guys that didn't felt that that match deserved to be in the main event. Not because of the talent of any of the girls, but I felt like the feud was a little bit lacking, and I felt like, that that um, McIntyre versus versus Lashley was a little bit harder. But as soon as the bell hits and you see both girls and you realize, wait a second, this is the first time two black women are main eventing WrestleMania. Um, throughout the feud, really never mentioned that. And seeing the emotion for both Bianca and Sasha before the bell hit really, it really puts a, a top and beyond. And, um, and the moment the snap of the hair on, on Sasha Banks' uh body still, I still listen to that, that noise in my head. So, that for me is fair enough. Beautiful. I
1: still jerk off to it too.
2: Um, Sal, <laughs> <so. laughs>
0: um. Funny, this came this came up earlier, and I could have put it in feud of the year had it not been for the last match. But to me, match of the year it was a match in NXT, and it was the first match unsanctioned: Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. NXT Takeover: Steal and I deliver, um, and I deliver. I thought uh, both guys beat the fuck out of each other in this match. And the and the match itself had a lot of uh, like rewatchability. Like I could go back and just sit there and watch that for twenty twenty five minutes and be completely entertained every I time.
1: I assume you're going with the Timothy Thatcher match. <laughs> uh,
3: Sal, you were so close. You had the promotion right. It was NXT. You had the wrong match. The best NXT match this year was Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne at Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh, those, those two just beat the absolute shit out of each other. It was Pete Dunne's first real headlining of a takeover as a top guy in the company, uh, and they fucking just delivered. Uh, there was no match better in NXT this year.
1: All right. Adam went with Rollins versus Zaro Hell in a Cell. Yate went with Banks versus Bel Jackson went with Romans vs. Owens. And Fetus went with Gargano vs. Kushida. Also a really good match. So that takes us to our worst WWE match of the year. And let's start with Sal. Okay, so I went back and forth on
0: this because there was a lot of contenders and there were zombies. But... Um, Nothing to me is worse than when we stop and we throw the script out and we start throwing punches for real. So, for me, it was Charlotte versus Nia Jax from Monday Night Raw.
1: God damn it! You took
0: mine. Uh,
1: yeah, Charlotte versus <laughs> Nia Jax. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you just, you yeah.
0: can't. It's
1: probably yes. a cardinal
0: sin, but
3: yes. we literally had zombies eat a wrestler.
0: Yes. But I we
3: will had Nia Charlotte shoot I will on each take other. That. I'll take a shoot fight. It's compelling. It's interesting. It's physical. It's real. It's not zombies eating <laughs> a wrestler.
0: Yeah, but in the business, is it not the worst thing in the world that can happen when two no. people are out there? No. No, and, and, and it was far it, from.
3: It happens all the time, and most of the time, you don't yeah. even
0: notice it, dude. Remember? What if Nia broke her face, though? Well, like, legit broke
2: something.
0: I mean, that
2: made Becky's yeah. career, so... Right, well, that's true. Uh, Bruno? <laughs> I know that Jason will probably shit on me for the... Hot. But I went with everything involving Eva Marie and Dude Drop. I'm sorry, but I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't enjoy. Um, especially because I believe that I haven't seen the zombie matches yet. And um.
3: Oh, go watch, go watch backlash.
2: Go watch the zombie
3: match, and then come back and check it.
1: Okay, I will. I will do that. Uh, it's also but, a match where Miz yeah. tore ACL. I don't. So. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that Jason was was trying to defend Eva Marie's wrestling skills. He was. He was defending her oh. her heel skills, which which are on on points. And again, she's she's that. That heel that you actually hate, which is such a lost fucking art nowadays.
2: Uh, I, think, yeah. I think the last one that we have is Cody Rhodes. Oh, wait. Yeah. it's I mean it's
1: the Miz, but yeah, <laughs> outside of WWE, yeah, it's it's pretty much that because yeah, everyone else is. That's when when like Sal will go back to the nineties and watch things, or I go back to the eighties, and you're just like you watch the heels there. You're just like, yeah, these
2: guys are fucking pricks, like. That's, that's what he was supposed think, to be. I think we have not in, in Impact, because in Impact he's turned a little bit face, but in New Japan, Jay White has a little bit of that, because when was Finn Balor as the leader of Bullet Club, it was like like the heel that everyone likes. Same with AJ, same with uh, Balor, but I believe that Jay White is the one that stays a heel as a leader of Bullet Club, but that's sure. my opinion.
1: Uh, Fetus goes with Eva Marie in wrestling. Uh, Jackson, Jackson went with any Natalia match. Good on you. won with nearly every match on Raw. Uh, and and Adam went with the women's tag title, Match Mania Part 2. Which is.
0: I had oh, no yeah.
3: idea that the Yatei was John Furrier.
1: <laughs> 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 Learn something new every day. Uh, best non WWE match yep. of the year. Jason,
3: go ahead. Um, hated the finish. Hate, I really hate that they sort of duplicated the finish, but uh, the atmosphere at Arthur Ashe Stadium, the fact that they let off the show with it, the fact that it was Danielson's first match in AEW, Danielson and Omega was for me far and
1: away their best match of the year. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I went with Brian and Omega. Um, I think that Paige versus Brian was uh um, was maybe a, a slightly better match, but because of the fact that we already had the, the time limit draw, once it started to get to the point where they started talking about it on commentary, I was like, oh, I'm fucking done. They're going to do it again.
3: I felt like that match had moments where it got plodding yeah. and slow, and I never felt that way with Omega and Danielson. I felt like they went zero to sixty and never came back down until the bell rang.
1: And the so. uh, and the Brian Brian versus Omega match had so many moments where you're like, "This is it. This is this is where the title right. change happens." So,
3: and it well no, because that match was non-title. Was, oh, that's you know, right. Yeah, you that's you right. And yeah, and say they have yeah. out to have Danielson right. win and. So there was there was more compelling Fair stuff enough.
1: there. Um Yeti and and uh, Jackson both went on the with Danielson versus Omega. Uh Adam went with Page versus Omega. Um Sal, what do you got?
0: I got to take finish into the equation.
1: You're learning uh, finish? I
0: I I really liked Omega and Danielson until the finish. <laughs> And then I I will give credit where credit is due. For Hangman and Danielson to go out there for an hour, that's great. But the whole time, for the last 25 minutes, I was, you know, violently cheering for a winner. Like, that's... I was super into the match because I was just hoping there would be a a definitive finish. Um, And when we didn't get one, I was really disappointed that they just did the same thing they did before. So... For me, I I can't put those two in the conversation because of the finishes, so I have to go with Omega versus Page. I thought that was a really good match with the right hand.
1: Bruno.
2: I couldn't go with Omega versus versus Danielson for one reason only. Um, When I see matches from both Danielson and, and Omega that I like the most, they have moments that are not moves. For example, I don't know if you remember. Um, the finish of the best of three falls match between Omega and um, Okada was Om- Okada tried to w- went for the Rainmaker and Omega just collapsed. Wow. That moment, that that I didn't fail with this match. There were not subtleties. There were just almost like a agglomeration glum- uh, of moves. So I went with a match that I was not expecting to... I, I was expecting to be good, but I was not expecting to be to exceed the expectations of every single match they had before. And I went with Naito versus Ibushi for Wrestle Kingdom Night One, um, because when we, Naito and Ibushi is like uh, the match that you you, you put uh, the young wrestlers uh, to watch and say, please don't do this. You still need your neck to to continue to to wrestle, and I believe that this one. Doesn't have the, that elements they have on the, for example, the match in, in Manson Square Garden and the previous match, I believe it was a G1. This match was longer, less dangerous, but more to start to finish, to call, uh, to give callbacks from previous matches from them, from previous matches from other, uh, between them and other opponents. So for me, it was a perfect match. Yeah. Peter Strauss went with Britt
1: Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Worst non-WB match of the year. A lot to choose from. A lot to choose from. Uh, Bruno, go ahead.
2: I will just read what I, what I wrote. That piece of shit exploding that <laughs> match shit from AEW. Uh, Adam would agree with that. The barbed wire death match. Uh
1: Jason.
3: I will go with the only match that could make people get up and leave during an AEW pay-per-view event, Paul White versus <laughs> Marshall.
1: Nice. Uh, Sal.
0: So, um, to me, it's a match where, as we discussed, it's so blatantly obvious that the whole match was just desperately trying to get Cody cheered in his home fucking town. So it was... Uh, all the senselessness in Cody versus Andrade on Dynamite a couple
1: weeks ago. Fair. Uh, I went with uh, Jericho versus Nick Gage because that just, yeah, that's not for me. Uh, Yete went with every Tay Conti match. Uh, Jackson went with Cody and Velvet versus Shaq and Cargill. And Fetus okay. uh, went fair. with uh, Tay Conti versus Burt Baker. Okay, <laughs> Uh, So that takes us to the best WWE in-ring segment. This is not a wrestling match. This is an actual segment, whether it's a promo or uh, a skit. Jason, you seem like you have something you want to say.
3: Okay. So I I didn't quite catch that part of the rule, and I may have cheated a little bit, but the point here is not so much the match itself, but I went with uh, Christian's return in the Royal Rumble. And sort of that whole thing encompassing itself when from when he returned the music hit and everybody went, Oh my god, is he real? Like is it really is he really doing it? Uh and then of course the moments in the ring when him and Edge saw each other and embraced and uh to me that was my best in ring moment. Sal sure. so.
0: I mentioned it earlier um, and and it delivered for me in every sense was uh when Reigns finally went Toe to toe on the mic with Cena, it was great. It was everything uh, that I didn't know I, it could be, and I was like, "Wow, this is just so, so much like far beyond what they did a couple of years ago when they had a feud." It was like back then Reigns wasn't ready. This time he was more than ready, and I, I just love this. There was
3: there was six segments of that. Which one were you talking about?
0: The one where. <laughs> the The first did, one where they were in for
3: several weeks, but okay,
0: I don't on. mean the contracts i mean when they were when they were having the promo battle when he was like, You know you drove John uh, Dean Ambrose out of the company, you almost ruined Seth Rollins like um that was the one for me
2: all right Bruno. I could easily pick anything from this fuse, but i but I decided to choose the one that I felt that. I laughed the most, and that was the entire segment that ended with Lesnar trying to F five um, uh, with Paul Heyman. I really enjoyed that that segment. I really enjoyed what the. I never thought that, basically leaving Lesnar without Heyman would be so entertaining, mm. and um, and I believe this one was the pick of the of the entire feud. enough
1: uh, Yete went with John Cena and Roman Reigns from battles. Uh, Fetus went with Rick DeBoogs. Uh, me and Jackson both went with pretty much anything Roman. It's kind of hard to narrow it down. <laughs> he had so many good ones this year. Uh, but let's talk about the shit. And in WWE, there is, a plenty. WB, worst in-ring segment. Um... I chose Alexa talking with Even Marie and Dewdrop. Um because and nothing nothing at all to do with Eve Marie, but it was such a clunky fucking segment and just bad acting and then a really weird tripping thing and yeah, just not good. Uh Bruno, what you got?
2: So you pick a badass MMA fighter former NXT Women's Champion. She actually won the Elimination Chamber, uh, defeating five other competitors. Um, she was she won a championship on WWE um, very quickly, and you put her running away from a doll. So for me, the worst segment of the year is Shayna Baszler runs away from a fucking yeah, doll. That's right up there too, Jason.
3: My answer can be summed up in four words. Hey, hey. <laughs> pop.
1: Very, very fair. So.
0: Worst segment of the year. Lily corner Shayna in nice. a uh, room.
1: Yete went with Alexa Bliss and Lily. Um, Jackson went with anything Nia Jax. Also fair. And Fetus went with who let Reggie speak. Uh, best non-WWE in-ring segment. Uh, Sal.
0: Uh, it was a couple I, I could have chose from, but uh, the one that I I really loved was Punk and Kingston, just because I felt like Kingston said stuff to Punk in that promo that nobody like I never thought they would say to Punk on TV. Like nobody wants you in that locker room. No one like like it just Yeah, so fucking good. Jason. Uh
3: I also went with uh Kingston and CM Punk's promo uh and they had me at Eddie Kingston saying, Do me a favor, after I beat you, quit nice.
2: again. Um, uh, great uh, Bruno. I agree with both Jason and, and Salad and I think that there is nothing that come close between uh, the the war of Punk and Kingston. I think they they tried to replicate magic with MJF, but didn't quite.
3: Because the, uh, the difference was with with Punk and Kingston, they played off their own history. They didn't have to exactly. take shots at WWE. It was like yeah, real and it was yeah. personal.
1: I agree. Uh, Yate goes with Hangman and Dark Order entrance on Dynamite, which was good. The, the the cowboy entrance. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. Jackson went with not Cody. Uh, Fetus and went <laughs> with MJF CM Punk. promo. Worst non WWE in ring segment. I went with Kenny Omega 69ing a rapist. Uh, what was that? It was him 69ing Jack
0: Kelsey. was comedy. <laughs> It was it was supposed to be a yeah. comedy,
1: but it was a fail. Fail. Okay. Sal.
3: Are you sure they didn't ninety six?
1: True. To be fair, I didn't go back and watch it, so it's very possible. Uh, Sal, go ahead.
0: Um, this might have been the one that, that actually turned the crowd on Cody, and it was Cody and a Gogo when they did the weigh in with Big Show oh and Ring. And the fucking scale that was all yep. and didn't work and but he's been making fun of Big Show and
3: Which Troy a... then had to cover up from <laughs> to the top as well. What
0: a garbage segment. Oh my god. That whole that whole TV time slot was just like yep. yikes.
1: Uh Jason. Uh
3: I went with anything with QT Marshall?
0: Fair. Fair. Sure? <laughs> he was there, he, he was
2: in that segment. <laughs> Berto? Uh I went with anything with there you we do. Go. Go. Sorry,
1: but uh Adam went with Cody Rhodes, solves racism. Uh Yete went with Arn whipping his okay. Glock out to make Cody tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I said I said oh, Glock. Okay. Doesn't mean that Yete meant okay. Glock. Uh, Jackson just wrote sure. Cody. Uh, <laughs> and Nafita said probably probably a Cody segment. So, all right, let's talk about some fashion. Um, best WB male ring gear, Jason.
3: Uh, to me, it's actually maybe recency bias, but uh, Gargano's goodbye gear at Takeo, at War Games where he had a little piece of every outfit he's ever worn at a sure. takeover. It felt it felt emotional, it felt nostalgic. It was the only gear that I remember from this year that connected with Fair me. enough. So.
2: Bruno. I went with Seth Rollins. Okay. I just think the the king of drip is absolutely sure. uh Yeti and
1: Fetus Rhodes also went with Seth Rollins uh suits and jacket. A cell.
0: So I really um, enjoyed when Biggie became champion and he started having the Godfather inspired uh, writing on his. Fair
1: uh, Adam actually went with Biggie's Seinfeld gear. Okay. Um,
3: and wait, wait, wait. When he had when he had what on
0: it? Me? Yeah. The Godfather writing. Like on
3: the, the tan and white one yeah, that he had. it that, yeah. was, that wasn't the Godfather. That was the Fugees. That was inspired by the Fuji's album cover. That's why he had the three faces, like they did on the album with him, Woods, and
2: okay. okay.
0: Well, because it, it probably that originally was inspired from the Godfather box art, because it's the same.
1: Oh, line, dude, but... you don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> All right, no, it's fine. It it it's still great gear.
1: That's great. yes. Okay. All right. Um, for consistency's sake. Um and because it's uh, it I've I've always loved his gear I went with Edge there's just something about something about his gear that I love that resonates with me um oh Jackson also went Johnny Gargano I forgot to mention that worst WB male in ring gear I went with Madcap Boss yeah uh Sal
0: Gladiator Cross
1: Fair. Fair. Uh which also uh Fetus uh, yeah, Fetus Rhodes and
2: Adam went with. Bruno There's only one correct answer, and Sal gave it to it. Is Gladiator Cross. It's like what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh Jason.
3: The gladiator thing sort of started at the takeover and it wasn't as bad. It was the mask that really made yeah. that worse. Uh but for me it's uh Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs with the flannel. Oh, there you go. Good so, one, like, too.
1: Yeah. In the bear. Uh, Jackson went with Tony D'Angelo. Uh, and Yeti went with Melted Fiend. <laughs>
0: uh, Specifically yes.
1: uh, best non-WB ring uh, gear. I go with Adam Colbebe. Love Love the changes that he's done with the gear. Love the look on it. Just wish we'd see it on TV. Uh, so, <laughs> Jason? Uh,
3: I dig Hangman Page's gear. I think the the bandana, the fringe, uh, I think it just it all sort of works to the gimmick, and, and it's a great look for him.
2: So. Bruno? I think that the gear that suits more the wrestler, I believe in all wrestling, is Kazuchika Okada. So... That Rainmaker gear
1: is absolutely actually- That dude looks like fucking royalty every time he comes walking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sal.
3: And Impact had that. Yeah. Just remember. Always remember that. Oh, he didn't
2: and have... He was a demo driver. for all of them. Yeah. For, for, yeah.
0: Sal. So. Um, outside of the Joker gear, I really enjoy Penta El Zero Metal Fair enough. Gear. The Joker gear was cool the
3: yeah.
1: first time. Just- yes.
0: It just got overplayed.
1: Uh, Yeti and Fetus Rhodes both went with Lucha Bros. Uh, Worst non WWE male ring gear, Jason. Ghostbusters.
0: End of story.
1: Adam agrees with you, as does Fetus Rhodes. Uh, Sal.
0: Ghostbusters is one
1: night.
0: Doesn't matter. (laughs) Every single time. Wait. No, but this gear this person wears every single time he comes to the ring, Eddie Kingston. I'm sorry, it's,
3: dude. I, that that's not the gear. That's the problem. It's yeah. the belly.
0: Um, no, so, it's it's
3: it's a singlet and fucking pants like, Nothing and wrong like,
0: with his gear. It's just uh,
3: uh,
2: Bruno. This, I believe, is the episode of random wrestling that I most agree with. Which hell is fucking Eddie Kingston? It's like a dullster version of 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 Kevin Steed gear not even Kevin Owens like yeah like Kevin team... yeah exactly i I understand uh,
1: I understand where you guys are coming Remember from but for me he looks like that guy that you would see in like a, a old boxing gym that's just like tough yeah. motherfucker you know he doesn't look at but he's he's like oh don't mess with him that's crazy Eddie kind of thing of that He'll rip your eye out. so i think it works for him i think his gear works for him um but that's that's maybe just me and jason uh yeti goes with matt hardy uh and i went with orange cassidy I, i'll by the way
3: why do his jeans have a have a tie on them <laughs> Good fucking
1: question. I've all I, I always have an issue when guys just go out there in fucking jeans. And you're just like, really? Okay. Except Cena. No, I hate Cena's, too. I I hate his fucking shorts. I
0: I I can't picture Cena. I can't picture Cena changing it.
1: Though. Well, at this at That's, at yeah. this point, no. But yeah. Uh. <laughs> it sort of works for Moxley. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The thing with Cassidy though, those aren't real jeans. Those are fucking.
1: Right. Yeah. What I'm saying.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah. Just yeah, stupid. I agree
1: with Troy on that. Yeah. Uh, this will be a, a fun couple of topics. Best WWE female ring gear. Jason.
3: Toxic attraction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I don't think there's gonna be a bad pick in this. Uh, Sal.
3: <laughs> if I'm picking one specific show. I I might go with Becky Lynch as the winner
0: series. So, um, I definitely thought about putting Mandy as the winner of this category, uh, but I gotta say somebody who's who's just had fire gear all year long is Sasha Banks. Okay. She yeah. So.
3: she's got Chico though. Her husband. That's true. <laughs> like, oh, <well.
2: laughs> uh Bruno. <laughs>
1: So
0: does Cutler. It,
2: Cutler's voice is his gear. That doesn't mean shit. This is the... the Bruno agrees with Sal's uh, mm-hmm. podcast because it's Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks' gear is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. All the time. Um, uh, especially uh, for you, the... Have, have you seen Mandy <laughs> Rose in NXT? I haven't seen Mandy Rose in NXT. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying as sexy or something. I'm just saying, like, she for for big shows, she overproduces mm. herself in a good way. She always presents herself in a good way. And if I have to choose one, I choose the one for WrestleMania. The hair, the gear, absolutely. Yeti goes with with uh, Becky Lynch in Survivor Series. Jackson went with Bianca
1: Belair. Uh, Fetus Roads went with Rhea Ripley's top. Uh, and I went with the uh, entirety of Rhea Ripley's gear. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was that was live audio of Bruno getting interaction.
3: <laughs> Would you care to reevaluate your decision, Bruno?
1: <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my up god. 12, we all right. Okay. All right. Uh, worst WWE female ring gear.
3: Oh, Hold on. I'm going to turn this off because I don't think Bruno can figure it all, all right. right <laughs>
1: Thank you. Uh, worst <laughs> WWE female ring gear. Do drop. That outfit just doesn't help her at all. Sal. That's,
3: that's fair. It's fair as well. Jason? Okay, so I have, I have two – I have an honorable mention here because while I don't find this ring gear bad, this person's titties were fighting their ring gear all year long, and that's Raquel yeah. Gonzalez. Every fucking pay-per-view, she was having a wardrobe malfunction. Um, but for
1: for is worse – is, is that a bad thing? It's bad that we don't get to see it because she always keeps them in.
3: Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know how many of you caught it, or how many of you saw it, but there was an enhancement talent match on NST. Uh, I think it was before it was 2.0. Uh, Valentina Faraz yes. came out dressed as the sorceress from He yep. Man, and it was one of the worst <laughs> fucking female gear I've <laughs> ever seen yeah, in my history. Really fair. So that's why I went with Valentina Faraz. Bruno. Nice. Jacks. Fair. No,
1: fair. Sure. Uh, Yetay went with Naomi. Uh, Jackson went with Natalia. Uh Fetus Rose went with Nikki Cross slash Ash slash ass.
0: I kind of like the way Nikki Cross looks. I like Nikki. looking at
1: her. I like looking at her ass. Yeah. She's got that bong yeah. Yep. Uh best not she's really Thank good. You. Best non WWE female ring gear. Uh I went with Julia from Stardom. Uh, if, you do, if you don't know what she looks like, go ahead and Google that.
2: Uh, Bruno, who you got? I went with Ruby Soho. I really enjoy her gear. I think it suits the, the character very much. And especially the, the gear that she, she wore for the match with um, Britt Baker. Fair enough.
1: Uh, Jason,
3: Okay, so there was an outfit that Thunder Rosa wore once that was borderline yeah. long. Uh, that was fantastic, but my overall choice is fairly recent. Uh, it's the Tay Conti and a J matching sure. gear. Sure. And the, that tag team match
1: was fantastic. Uh, Yete went with the Anna J pink gear. Uh, Fetus Rose went with mm-hmm. Tay Conti, I think, just in general, which I understand. That's that's her whole thing. Uh
0: <laughs> Sal. I was surprised at, at my pick because I would have went with Tay Conti and Jay, both of those valid choices. But I was really surprised how amazing Jamie Hader looks in her gear, yeah. and uh, I'm a big
3: fan. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought you were gonna go with uh, Brandy Rhodes in her Grand Theft Auto San Andreas gear when she came out and jumped and set the table on fire.
2: Nah. No. <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul. Everyone hates Brandy Road. Worst non-WB female ring
1: gear. Uh I went with Nyla Rose and her dick flap. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: Talking about the gear.
1: <laughs> of course, of course, because she has she has a a, a flap.
0: I don't like yeah, that's
1: the, I don't shaped know. like a dick.
0: So um <laughs> uh, Oh. I went with Emmy
1: Sakura. Yeah, works.
0: Whether it's Freddie Mercury or Post Mercury, it doesn't matter. She always has had the worst gear on TV.
1: Okay. Um Wait. Yeah, never mind. I was I I'm tired. Uh <laughs> Jason. Um
3: so this is going to sound worse than I intended to, but this, we've, we've made this conversation before. This is a body business, and Diana Perrazzo needs to find gear that flat, that's more flattering for her when she's competing because it's,
2: it's just not a great look. It sort of takes away from her overall presentation sure. a little bit. Bruno? Since I don't watch Impact and I pay as much attention to the women's division as Tony Khan's did, I decided to go with anything without a boob window. There you go. <laughs> um, Fair. Another another one when you bring up
1: Diana Peraza would be uh Taya Valkyrie and her at her at yeah, her Valkyrie. gut window. Valkyrie. Yeah. See. Yep. Uh,
0: yeah. I was just thinking of that when. He Yete said
1: that. went with Riho. Uh Fetus went with havoc. Yeah. Best commentator. I went with Mark Green, but he's uh. Doesn't have a job right now, so I had to go with my. I also <laughs> went with him. So I had to go with my.
3: Fucking guys hung on. Like I a know, dude,
1: it's amazing. Uh, I had to go with Patty McAfee. Uh, Jason.
3: I won't. Okay, Sal. Uh, so...
0: <laughs> so I almost went with McAfee. My problem with McAfee is Fuck that you, Sal. he doesn't. Um,
3: the correct answer to this is me. If anybody else selects anything other than me, you
2: lose. Jason, you're kicking my my game as, be careful with that.
0: Uh, no, I almost went with McAfee, but sometimes he really gets into a rambling zone where he doesn't know what he's talking about. So I went with Corey Graves. Plus he because, lost me with Let's Go Brandon. Yeah. Uh to me Graves uh still has some great lines. That they're, they're kind of scattered, but he he doesn't fair enough.
2: Jokes. Uh Bruno. I know this sounds a little bit controversial, but I went with Michael Cole. Fair? I think that Michael Cole with Pat McAfee are becoming a really interesting uh, pairing. And Michael is the one that go goes with the flow and sometimes he gets a bad rap because of, of Vince, but when we when we see some of the his commentary without Vince, it's so amazing. So I fair enough.
3: Actually, you know who you know who actually has become better than Michael Cole?
2: <laughs> Who's <is> me? <laughs> I never listened to you commentary. Oh, he'll send you some links. Oh. Uh,
1: and yeah. and, and that's not... I'm not I'm making a dig. I actually watched uh, a few different events that that Jason did, and he's he is. He's really fucking good. Uh, and the matches themselves were decent, too. So, yeah, we can send some of that along to you. Uh, Adam went with Pat McAfee. yetay went with Pat McAfee. Fetus went with Pat McAfee. Jackson went with Wade Barrett. <gasps> I like Wade. He's a good guy.
0: No no, I just mean that Jackson didn't pick Jesus.
1: I don't think that he I don't I think he was I think he was following the rules. Uh, this should be interesting. Worst commentator. Uh so, anybody select anyone other so than Chris Jericho? Choices. Yeah, there's there's other ones. Uh, yeah. So go ahead.
0: Ones. I went with Vic Joseph. Okay. For for the voice of NXT, he, he should be getting better. He's not. And I can't stand sure.
3: listening to him. Bruno? You know who would be a better voice for NXT?
2: You. Jason.
0: <laughs> 100% agree with that.
2: Um, I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation of his name, but Adnan Virk? Yep. Okay, yeah. Ooh, Adnan Verk. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Just so this. Mike Adam, mm-hmm. level. Jason? I think okay. it was worse. Though. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, he at least got people's True. names right. <laughs> Uh, it was Chris Jericho. Uh, if you, talk, the guy spends no time talking about the match. He's always talking about putting himself over, which sort of Taz does too. So when you get the two of them together, it's fucking awful. But at least Taz doesn't scream into the microphone the way Chris Jericho does. So.
1: Okay, um, Adam went with Mark Henry. Uh, yette went with Jim Ross. Huh. I mean, it's, it's not, not wrong. It's not a Yeah, at this point, guy. yeah. Uh, Jackson went with Vic Joseph. Uh, Fetus went with Paul White. Um, I went with Chris Jericho as well, because fuck Chris Jericho.
3: See, I, I might have picked Paul White, but I've never watched a single episode of Dark Elevation. So. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I the, I'm, I'm with you there too. <laughs> like I've, I've heard like a clip or two of him, and I'm, I don't know enough about his body of work to. To really make an, an opinion on it. Um, Mark Henry, on the other hand, if, if it wasn't for Chris Jericho, he would have been my pick. Uh, favorite promotion Yeah. should come as no surprise. I chose Stardom. Uh, Adam chose Lucky Pro. Yeti and Jackson went with AEW. Fetus went with WWE. Jason, what did you go with?
3: Uh, for the first time in... God, I don't even know how fucking long. Uh, I am not selecting yep. NXT. I am going to go with AEW because while there is definitely stuff there I don't love, uh, the fact is there is more stuff I enjoy there than there is in other places. Fair. So uh,
1: I don't think I need to ask, but Bruno,
3: fan <laughs> pro wrestling baby,
2: you take the words there. On we go. <laughs> Wait, wait, I'll replace some of it. No, I, I choose Ultra yeah. Pro Wrestling in Noah. Chooses DDT. So DDT. Um,
0: uh, I went with AEW. It's the show that I, I look forward to each week more than the other ones, Fair.
1: and the one that I struggle the least getting. Fair through. enough. The least favorite promotion. Uh, Yete and Jackson both both went with WWE. Fetus, Adam, and myself went with Impact. Bruno, what is your least favorite promotion?
2: This is Impact. Yeah. This is Impact.
0: Sal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a shame because I, I used to be a fan of the promotion, but I tried watching Impact at least two two or three times a year,
1: and I just couldn't do it. That's terrible. Jason? It's
3: NXT 2.0. Fair. It's literally unwatchable at this point. It's ruined... Um, for me I it it made John it broke John Venner, yeah. so he stopped watching wrestling entirely. So uh and it pretty much
1: I, I it, it's it's bad at this point. Fair. Um, next big male star. Jason, you went on record last year uh saying that a guy by the name of Christian Casanova was going to be your next big male star. Whatever happened to that guy?
3: Hmm. uh well he's currently the uh, nxt uh north american champion and the a champion on that all right so. so
1: tell us who is your next big male star
3: all right so i'm gonna in order to stick to the gimmick i'm gonna stick with my new england roots and i am going to select a young man Making a lot of waves, and the other thing is that it appears as of late, the Limitless Championship is the key to getting signed to a national promotion, so keep your eyes open for a kid by the name of Alec Price. The prize, oh, Alec Price. Okay. He's on his way up.
1: So, um, I would have thought you said Elia, but uh, Adam also went with Alec Price. Uh, Sal. Still, <laughs> who's, um, who's yours?
0: To, to Jason's point i saw alec price on a um oh my god uh ufo show in malden he's really good i enjoyed that um so this guy is already a star He already <laughs> sells a lot of merch but i think he's going to be a world champion and that's riddle i think riddle explodes in 2022
2: okay. uh bro I don't know who are you talking about. Christian Casanova, so I picked Carmelo with Hayes. That, that. <laughs> uh,
1: Jackson also went with Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Yate went with Braun Breaker. Uh, Fetus yep. C- went with Parker Bordreau, or now Harland. Harland. Um, yep. Harland. Harlan. I, I went with the Switchblade J White. Um, because he's he is starting to heat up, and if he signs... With WWE, which is a possibility, I feel like there's there's some big things coming his way. Next big female star. Um, so again, I'll just give mine because of, nobody knows who this is, but uh, I'm going with Starlight Kid. Uh, she started off as like the cutesy luchador member of Stars, and after turning heel, has completely change the the game in terms of her in-ring ability her promo ability uh and her look too because now she goes with an all black and purple outfit instead of the like bright colors before uh so yeah i'm going starlight kid i think she's the future of of uh stardom uh sal Uh,
0: another girl who's on tv regularly but she will be a world champion in 2022 and that's tony storm okay I think
1: she's going to have a big year Fair enough Bruno
2: I went also with Tony Storm I think Tony um will have an amazing year um, and honestly I think she's a she has more in the package than than Liv Morgan in terms of of wrestling ability so that's the reason I choose her instead of Layla Jason I don't know and if the baby.
3: Well, next, next big star is, I don't know. It's somebody who's already signed to the company, who's been a huge star and fan, who's already in WWE, but okay. Um, I said last year, Davian, I still stick by that. I think she's going to be a star soon, but if I'm going to mix it up and do someone different, uh, like I said, I like to keep it with my local people. Um, somebody who's really sort of exploded onto the scene over the last year. I think she's a little bit around before this, a little bit, but, uh, really sort of became a star. In the last year, uh, including an appearance on uh, AEW, which is Little Mean Kathleen. Um, her gimmick is fantastic. She she has outstanding character work. Uh, her ring performance is, is pretty good. Um, and she's just getting better and
1: better. So keep an eye out. Hey, Jason, guess who Adam picked? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what? When I went to that one APW show, she was the standout. Uh yeah.
1: she was, she was great. She and I had never heard she of She was just on that. an episode of Dark, right? Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep. Already making her way. Uh Yate went with Anna J. Uh Jackson and Fetus went with Liv Morgan. Um Yeah. So then we got um the Sal, so did you do yours? I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, did, okay, did, okay. that's right, you. you did. Okay. Uh our last two topics of the night before we send this on home. We have biggest missed opportunity in WWE and outside of WWE. So let's start with inside WWE. What is the biggest missed opportunity uh, that WWE did this year, Jason?
3: This might have been the hardest category because there were so many. There really were. Um from you know, building a brand around Hit Row. To I mean, there's just a million different things you could point to that they should have done that they didn't do. Um, but the one that sort of always bothered me and probably always will was I think they missed out on the opportunity to make Kyle O'Reilly NXT champion and, and really tell that story with him and Cross or him and Balor, uh, and they just sort of gave up on it and now he's gone. So. Fair.
2: Uh, Bruno. I'm sorry I went. Out and return. Uh, it's okay. I, I went with Keith. Oh, now you're Keith. frozen. So yep. go. you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Sorry. Now you're back. Now you're back. <laughs> uh, I went with Keith motherfuckingly yep. because it was a a a, a conjunction of unfortunately so, uh, things that had the were out of control of Flea and WWE. But seeing him leave was a little bit of a bummer for me. So I chose
0: him. Uh, Sal. Yeah, it's uh, it's Keith Lee for me. Um, I was really, despite uh, the leaked photo of Lee winning the title, I was really into the moment of him beating Adam Cole uh, for both belts. That was two years ago. Right, and and but when it was right after that, or very soon after that, that he got moved to Raw, and I. And I I thought this guy's <laughs> already got everything he needs to to be to be the next big star. In fact, he pinned Randy Orton on a pay-per-view, like very soon after he got called up. And I just don't understand why you couldn't have worked something out with him and, and made it work for both sides. It just I don't know.
1: Adam and Jackson both say Anthony Green. Uh Yeti and Fetus both say Karrion Cross. I don't agree. Uh I actually went with creating new female stars because we had, what, two months where we had both women's champions that were brand new, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And we're right back to the horsewomen having titles again. Uh, so I feel like they need to actually show that they can do a sustained run without having any of those four with the title belts.
3: Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I guess we're going to disagree on that one a little bit because, I mean, you're very – the premise started with they brought up two new exciting new women and put the titles on them right away. So they they strapped a rocket to Bianca. She's still a top star. Um, Rhea is still going to be a top star. They're, they're keeping her on TV even while they don't have a huge angle for her. Uh, we're currently in the process of building Liv Morgan and Tony Storm to championship caliber. Like, I, I actually think that's not something they've struggled with to this point. So, right.
1: uh, biggest missed opportunity outside of WWE. Um, to me, the what stands out to me was Jungie and Lucha Raptor not winning the tag belts. I thought that the crowd was so hot for that match, and I thought that the angle was so hot and then what we eventually got when the Bucks did finally drop the belts was kind of like, eh, okay, they'd lost the belts. But I felt like that would have been a, a moment that would have, you know, been a, a bigger impact on it. Uh, Sal, um,
0: I still can't figure it out, but uh, I don't understand why Santana and Ortiz are not the feature tag team in AEW. It's not an injury thing. It's not because uh, you know one of them was out for eight months and all like that. It's just they just have nothing for them, and it
1: pisses me off. There, Jason.
3: For me, it's something that could have been, in my opinion, could have been a fantastic story, a long-term story that could have had a huge payoff. But unfortunately, I think it was something they never really gave a shit about, and was just something to sort of write off something else which is frankie kazarian as the elite hunter if that gimmick had been allowed because kazarian's great in the ring and he's got a great personality and he can work his ass off and he's he does he checks all the boxes and if you built the story around him going after the elite for really going after the elite for for causing him to break up with daniels and ending their tag team and that culminated with him being the guy to finally knock off kenny omega that was the story that was the you had a whole build you had a whole you could he could run through each one individually and you build to it and it culminates at the big pay-per-view and unfortunately they just decided to play with the new toys instead and he's pretty much hasn't been on tv since
1: Pretty
2: Um, so this year there was three big signings on aew so the first one okay he's returning to the ring after nine years or something getting some good story uh, good matches and it's guys like uh, um, uh, who is the guy that 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 goes with the ring with sting It's follows Darby and um, Sorry, this is six a.m. for me. Um, Darby and, um, and and Kingston. So Brian is in a in a title program, and that is the third one. The youngest of the three went from main event in takeovers to main event dark. So for me, even though that in a couple of years the stand will say it was was long term storytelling, the biggest missed opportunity for me was Adam Cole. Bye-bye. Fair enough.
1: Uh, Yete says Omega dropping the AAA Mega Championship. Um, and uh, Fetus Rhodes says MJF not pushing Jericho off the B and G stage six inches to the left. So that will do it for this year's runnies. I want to thank Jason.
3: Thank you. It was
2: fun. I always enjoy the show over and here. Sal. Thank you, Troy. And Bruno. Thank you, everyone, for making this third consecutive shitty year. <sighs> there shitty. we go. Uh,
1: and with that, I want to thank all of our fans uh, who took time to uh, listen to us in 2021 to ha- include us in your lives. Um, we can't do this without you guys, and you guys are great. Um, so, with that, we hope that everyone has a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, whatever holiday you have coming up here to celebrate. We hope that it is a happy time for you. And with that...
3: And uh, we'll, we'll see you at a Recap the Royal yeah, Rumble. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we will, uh, we will be back again to Recap Day 1-ish. So, with that, Jason...
0: No, you ain't getting that much time (sighs) for that, buddy.
1: Uh, I guess that means
3: we will run your ass down next year. Bye-bye. Peace.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit RundownWrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash Rundown Wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Rundown Wrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck. At ko-fi.com slash rundown wrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundown wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundown wrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundown wrestling and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.